What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuf71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. Yeah, purple bling bling, yo. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 172 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime first on deck. We got Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much as usual. Just happy to be back. Uh, took a took a, a a week off. I had a really really good. A family reunion. Got to see family I hadn't seen in a very long time, uh, not since uh, the pandemic started. So it was really good um, to see everybody and, and, and all my family, just to be able to, you know, be around them and get that kind of family recharge. I had a couple of folks that passed away, so they were they were remembered. And, um, and, a whole, and some people, some new babies was born. So, you know, life goes on. But it was really happy to just spend time with family and, and reconnect. So, you know, and I'm happy to be back reconnecting uh, with my gaming family. So, so uh, I know you all missed us. We missed you, too. And we're happy to be back. All right, and of course, our show is a no-go no without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah. He is otherwise known as the Food Max of gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I have been maximizing my gaming dollar by not buying anything. So. Yeah, but you've been buying stuff, though. A little bit. <laughs> Uh, I I, tra- I traded some stuff in. I've gone back to GameStop at least once. Traded in, traded in. I, I <laughs> went in and I was looking at that PlayStation Plus extra premium list and saying, okay, I don't need the physical on this. So I traded in like Demon Souls and Returnal and uh, what else I traded? Oh, Spider-Man Miles Morales because they're all going to be on the service. So. so, how much did you get for all that? Uh, with the boost and everything, around like fifty-five bucks, fifty-six. I wound up oh. purchasing a. Uh, I'm new surprised copy. you got that much, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Demon Souls is like almost twenty bucks. Uh, I think Miles was like fifteen, and plus, you know, whatever boost, and then uh, Returnal is like twelve bucks. I mean, those are really bad prices. Those are definitely, you know, when you look at the trading prices and you know you're gonna you you would buy these games at the prices that they're paying for you know they're pretty bad you know so mm-hmm. but you know to me it's like yeah if if i had like a steel book and an art book or you know something where i want to keep the disc along for collecting purposes that'd be one thing but you know i, th- I think in in the day it's like it's just one less disc for desmond to have to sell when i kick the bucket basically so. <laughs> yeah you not know, wrong. You know, it's not like I'm gonna be buried in a uh, uh, a casket made nothing but the uh, um, plastic uh, DVD and game cases, basically. You know? No, buried in uh, a giant uh, art book. No, there you go. I'm gonna uh, just, giant, giant Dreamcast. Yeah, put my I'm gonna bury him. I'm gonna bury him with all his games, like a like an ancient pharaoh, like a gaming pharaoh. <laughs> 
and have him wrapped and sealed. And... <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come wrapped and shrink wrapped like a in like a shrink wrapped. Gonna come digging for digging for my cart like in a New Mexico dump, basically. Yep. They're gonna seriously when in in a, in a trillion years when aliens or androids and robots come in and they. And they, you're gonna be completely hyper sealed and everything <laughs> with games, and they'd be like, "Oh, we were looking for Dragon Quest Seven, <laughs> pristine in box." Ah, and I'm gonna have a make, put a little, I'm gonna put a smile on your face, like, "Welcome." No, I, I, you know, I think we we're talking before we started recording. I don't want to maintain the museum here. It's like, you know, so I'm, I'm eventually gonna go cull the collection. That way, you know, uh, they could, uh, I could take it down the blue shell and maybe they could give me 10% of the value they're overcharging their games mm. for. And <laughs> Striker Rich, woohoo, look at me. Mm-hmm. Or go on they'll, eBay. They'll, they'll be glad to see you come in. Yep. Say, We're yeah. going to put all this stuff for five times what we paid for it. Yeah. Except, uh, you know, uh, 700% markup. I, I am not going to let Rick Rick uh, lowball me over there at the, at the uh, Blue Shell. So, yes, I, I know the owner of Blue Shell. Look at me. I got uh, kudos. You got connections. Yeah. Don't screw me, man. Yeah. Don't screw me. Silly. <laughs> well. Well, okay, all that silliness aside, we have our first topic on our docket, and as always, it's going to be the playlist. So uh, let's kick things off with Dez. Uh, what you been playing, dude? Well, um, basically, unfortunately, it's been a lot of the same. Same. I've uh, been playing a couple of uh, the games that I've spoken about before, Uh no Man's Sky being one of them. I know that before I was really kind of down on this game, but I've really kind of gotten into the whole flow and as Joe would put it, minutia of the whole thing. Uh, they've been doing these expeditions where you can run around and and complete these events. Um, you've got about seven or eight weeks. I think you have like two months to do it. And then you get kind of cool stuff and the whole community kind of gets together and, and helps each other out. And and it's a lot of fun. Sometimes people will fly around and and kill you because you can't have your P, uh, PVP on because it's a uh, it's a uh, it's this um this expedition is about um is about it's sort of like death loop and and which uh your with your character it's in survival mode so when your character dies uh you will uh have to start over from the beginning so that's kind of poopy but but as you go forward in the in the um on the expedition uh it gets easier and easier to take care of stuff so so it definitely gets easier and then there's there's more people willing to help you out than than to hinder you so that's actually pretty cool and there's just a lot of uh variation on a lot of the ships and the stuff like that uh but because i've been playing it for a, a little uh, a little while now i am starting to see the repetition in the in the assets of, of the random generation so yes while there might be you know billions of planets a lot of the times uh, you're starting to see the same kind of things popping up so so um 
I, now I can see what people were saying. People who played for a long time are saying that the game needs to have a little bit more variation because the assets that it pulls from in order to generate their these these these, these planets uh, sometimes uh, are, are are redone a couple of times. So uh, with the creatures and whatnot. So so I am starting to see see a little bit of that in in my playing. Um, but again, it doesn't really mess it up right now because again like i said there's something to do like uh, i'm i'm going around and 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 um gathering this stuff and and you know getting meeting new people and doing all this extra stuff so so it actually is kind of kind of fun so so for the time being i'm still kind of warm on it as joe says so i'm still gonna be still going to be playing it and joe uh has played with me on it uh, once uh, a couple weeks ago so hopefully he'll get back into it um uh and it's been it's been fun like i i don't want to one thing is i don't like playing on survival so once this is over what's the great thing about it is uh it's cross-saved so so even if i end this um in this playthrough at the end and start up another playthrough uh all the stuff that i had opened will be still open on another on another playthrough so i won't have to do all this stuff again so nothing is ever wasted so that's a really good thing about about it um and then even though you might because this, this is the seventh expedition and even though um you you might have missed it the the first six you can still get that that stuff uh in the game um you just have to do a little bit of like you know scouting and, and getting uh, it's called quicksilver materials and you have to go get minerals or something like that it's called quicksilver something or another and you can get it and then you can purchase it from the um from the guy at the anomaly so you you're never really truly taken out um, of the of the experience so that, i think that's really kind of fun so so at this point i will continue to play no man's sky it's definitely one of my nicer palette cleansers i can put it in Put on some, you know, new Jack Swang, some classic rock or some yacht rock and just sail away into the stars, you know, get a little crisscross, a little bit of sailing. Uh, and it's <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, so when I was in Fresno, though, uh, actually, I'll save that for last because it's a nice, really good segue into what into what Joe was playing. But uh We've been playing Outriders as well, uh, still plugging away at Outriders, trying very hard to get to the eye of the storm in order to beat it. That way, when it's done, we can be ready for World Slayer. So that's that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, I've gotten to the point now where this is going to sound weird, y'all. Um, I'm I'm experimenting with different builds um, with with my um, my Technomancer, and I have, I, I dismantled every legendary I had. Um, uh, not not every not every one of them, uh, but but quite a few of them because um, as we've been ramping up, I have not been uh, keeping up with my my, my my kill death, you know, my, my kill ratio, or my time to kill is is too low, and and uh, so in order to get better i have just been going ahead and using my resource points in order because I've, I've been priced out with my with my technomancer i've been priced out of buying legendaries from tiago so i've just been buying uh regular gear from tiago and then adding the um then adding the mods to them in order to do the play style that i want to do 
um, until I get uh, to a point where um, I'm strong enough um, to to go on and take on the the eye of the storm. I don't want to hold you guys up, and I still want to be able to participate. So, plus the higher up, the more higher you go, or the higher you go, uh, the better the legendary drops get. So I'll have a higher chance of getting those legendaries at a higher rate. So it just seems like if if this is the way we're going to do it, then it it just makes more sense for me to break it down and keep my keep my my ability strong and and my survivability better and my and my and my time to kill better um even even if there are gear that i don't really want to use i can still at least put the extra turret onto a um onto a better gear or put better a uh, better stats or better mods on on a gear that that is actually at a higher level that way i'm not dying all the time so Mm-hmm. So I just kind of made that decision, and I just took I, I took apart all of my legendaries except for a couple of legendary guns that I like, um, or or legendaries that um, whose mods I didn't really care for. So all my borealis gone. Um, I took it all apart, um, and I have those mods now that I can put onto something else. So so the last time that we played the three of us, um, and I tried that toxic mm-hmm. build um that was the first time i did that and so because i didn't have everything all the mods and everything set up the way i wanted and that's why i was really having trouble with that with that but we got through it so so now i'm just trying to um sit down and plan out that build a little bit better if i'm going to try out toxic um so so again just just trying to like the, the game outriders it has a lot of like small little build options and nuances in it that makes it a really fun game and and the way that you're able to change up like uh, so kevin's playing his highest character is a technomancer too but he's going a frost build so it just made sense for me to try toxic and that he freezes everything and i just kind of burn him down so so i figured that'd be a really nice kind of compliment to to kevin's um kevin's character so and then joe is basically just just run in there and kill everything so again uh trying to have a lot trying to do a little bit different uh with the game i'm still enjoying it um i'm just really trying hard to get to a point now where where i don't feel like i am um dying all the time so which i didn't feel like it was dying all the time before like we i think as a squad we're all pretty good i know that we played with a with a couple other people we played with john and uh we played with christian and um and I think that we've all done uh, a really good job. But but if if our main push is to get to the end game, then I'm definitely going to uh, prioritize you know staying at least up to up to snuff with you guys. That way, um, I can I'm not a, I'm not hindering anybody. So, um, and then I know you I know both of you have stuff you can add to outriders, but I'm I know I'm going a little long, so I just wanted to finish this up. So. And when I was in Fresno, uh, Joe and I hung out with Joe's house, and we ended up playing Rogue Legacy 2. And that was really fun, as we were able to... Um, so it's uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is a uh, roguelite in which you know you, you try to run through this ever-changing uh, dungeon, and you get to pick different character classes that you unlock by getting money. And now we did it was every time you died, you would switch it off to another person. So Joe and I were taking turns going back and forth in it. And it was just a blast. It was just a blast. Um, 
going through together and unlocking stuff together. And it was funny because sometimes, you know, you get the because it's everything's randomized with the with the characters that you pick. So and they always have they can they always have at least, you know, two really good stats and you can have good or bad traits or no traits at all. And so we were just taking turns picking up bad traits to see what they were and having fun with them. And I had this one trait where, where um, like my, my, I, I did, I, I literally did no damage. My, none of my attacks did any damage, but I got like quadruple the money. So all I did was run around and break pots and, and get as much money as possible before I died. So it's just, just runs like that. And then there's like gigantism where your character is like twice as big and tiny when your character is twice as small and stuff. It's just, it's just a really fun, fun experience of just playing with someone else and watching them play and then laughing at them if they die too quickly or then, or like cheering them on if they, if they're getting super far. So this is a lot of fun and I really want to like, play that again and i really wish that you could play that that game like uh co-op online so i think that'd be a lot of fun but uh kev what was your what was your uh your how was your thoughts about playing um uh rogue legacy 2 with me yeah did, did you enjoy it uh you queued over to kev not to me oh jojo <laughs> sorry sorry you, right. you want to redo that again no no i mean you, you guys kind of look alike it's fine <laughs> No, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it very much, Kevin. It was like it was the greatest PlayStation ever. <laughs> I hate you so much sometimes. Uh, no, but seriously, did you did you like it? Did you enjoy it? No, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I wish I've taken the time to go back after we played it that one night because we were at it for I think about a couple of hours at least. Uh, yeah, about three hours. I want to say. Yeah, it was just kind of cool to just pass the controller down and just, you know, alternate and see how far we could get, you know, kind of makes the playing roguelikes a little bit less rote, you know, and a little yeah. bit uh, gets a little, you know, take a little break kind of thing where we're kind of chipping away together. And uh, I know that they're going to at least, uh, I'll have to see whether there's like a share play option on Xbox, just like they do on PlayStation, where maybe we could, you know, pass the proverbial controller over and do it that way and see if that that's an option on the xbox platform because right now rogue legacy 2 is only available on steam it's also available on xbox series consoles i know it's going to be coming soon to switch but it hasn't hit there yet i'm assuming it's coming to playstation as well at some point but it looks like xbox has the exclusive lockdown at least so on it you know but uh i'll take a look you know push come to shove we could always play it on steam and i know steam does have a couch co-op option option so if, just in case you want to do it that way but you know if you play the first rogue legacy i would say definitely this is an evolution of the second i think the uh, graphical st- fidelity the style that they chose this time i like the look of it a little bit better it's a little bit uh, more modern than the original game on there you know and uh you know, we've gotten into enough where we got into a couple of different biomes on there. I know later on in the game, I think there's a way to um, be able to skip uh, the beginning biomes on there that uh, you could pay someone to go further into the map on mm-hmm. there. So. Yeah, we and we locked a guy that will lock your um, your it'll lock your um, your progress 
the map just in case because this the map does reset after you die basically so you can pay someone just in case if you like the layout of a particular map with the randomly generated enemies and whatnot on there that you can pay a particular fee on there another thing too is that you know obviously once you die you lose most or all your money so usually when you do grab money at the beginning you know usually got shops you can go in and upgrade items and whatnot and uh, you know i try we try to maximize our our currency before having because you have to pay this uh reaper a fee to you know obviously resurrect and and resume your playthrough he's also the villain of the story as well so which is ironic in of itself but that's just how crazy rogue legacy (laughs) is on there taking a kind of page from the first game on there so i definitely recommend checking either the first or second game out you know checking it out i want to definitely play it some more you know after des left on saturday i wound up i was sick that day but i wound up was at out of it until like tuesday and i wound up not playing much of anything you know last weekend i had a four-day weekend with the memorial day and whatnot you know so so I cry, but uh, as far as what else I've been playing besides that, just, um, I hate to say, just Destiny 2 and Outriders. As far as my Outriders playthrough, um, we all got the, um, I think I got my Platinum Trophy, uh, because the Platinum wasn't to get to the Eye of the Storm. The Platinum for the um, New Horizon playthrough had to do with uh, getting and playing through all the biomes, all the levels in expeditions and so we did a level 12 expedition it's, it's like it was a minimum level 12 and I, I paid the toll and we ran that it was a new level for me and kevin des and i popped the trophy for the platinum so so kudos on uh, people can fly and square enix for making a game that uh, you know i think we wanted to plug away now we have to get to alien fire team elite maybe and take a little break from outriders until world slayer comes out and kind of go from there but uh um i want to start working on my build a little bit more i've just been kind of hanging out and not really concentrating too much on getting my ultimate build on my pyromancer or my devastator so i might have to start looking at gear and not just concentrating on just getting up to the level 50 gear and whatnot and and actually having more of a purpose and seeing if i could um, level some uh a layer some effects and or you know um what would you call them this uh bring some from... better mods mods there you go yeah okay. and as, as far as destiny destiny 2 is uh you know i did make the investment i did get the new content for the witch queen i have not proceeded to play any of the story content whatsoever um just mainly uh, i was supposed to run a dungeon with chase over last weekend but that's when just the the muck got me on our deck really it wasn't COVID. I was like, you know, even though I had a sense of taste, I was still testing every day just to make sure. You know, it wasn't just a plain Jane old flu slash cold, and that's all it was. So on there. But, uh, you know, uh, since uh, the latest update came this past week, Iron Banner is back. Iron Banner is Rift this time. Rift is kind of crappy. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I'm kind of used to control. I know that some people like the change because of the fact that they just got tired of running control. You know, I'm going to 
play around with this, maybe since it is a uh, ongoing event, but I think I might just, you know, not be so fervent about it, you know, because I could definitely see it could be a time waster and, and start looking more towards uh, doing some of the story content on there. So, and um, besides that, I mean, that's basically all I've been playing this past couple weeks. On there. I definitely want to throw more variety in the mix, so we'll see next episode if I have anything uh, to add uh, on that. So, and Kev, what you been up to? What you been playing these last couple of weeks? So uh, I've already went, so I don't know. Oh, you talk. Oh, you threw it to Kev. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> So I've been playing, uh, well, I've been playing Outriders. So that's really the only game I've been playing. My other game that I've been playing is uh, uh, Sell My Comic Books. So oh. I have uh, I've joined uh, the CGC. And my f- basically the way they do things is that they send you a packet that you can mail the comic books that you want graded. So... Um, I'm once I get it because they really weren't clear as to how many you could put in a packet. I mean, they have these videos and they show you how to pack them correctly. And, you know, you have the printout that you have to put in there and, uh, how, you know, the different things you want done before it goes into the, the graded sealed time capsule, whatever they call that thing. So, uh, and different, their pricing is is um, uh, it's by the book, and it's also by the type of book. So if you have like a thick graphic novel thing, that's going to be more degrade than you know your typical standard comic book. So uh, I'm looking at about a seven days to get my packet. And uh, then I can start, and I'm going to start going through my books and start sending them things, sending them things out to get graded. I, I signed up for the middle package, which is, uh, oh gosh, I, I should have wrote this stuff down. I knew I was going to, re- I knew I wasn't going to remember it. It's not that expensive. It's it's something under. It's it's, it's fairly cheap. I can't remember when it breaks down into the annual. But uh, the highest tier just had a whole bunch of stuff that I would never use. It's like, you know, if you're actively collecting and trading, uh, buying and selling comic books, then it's probably worth your time. But And then the lowest tier, you only got one packet a, a year to, to send out. And I, I was like, well... Uh, I kind of want to have a little bit more. And the, the tier that I'm in, it's you get three, two or three. Yeah, it's like two or three packets. And I think because my collection is so small by co- comic book collector standards, I should be able to get all the books that I want graded within two to three, two to three shipments. So I'm not too worried about that. So I've also been doing that. And I've also been going through my hot wheels and getting them get the ones that i'm going to wind up selling getting them priced i've got just about all the ones that i want to sell at that price because like i said it, checking hot wheels is a whole lot easier than <laughs> checking comic books the only thing that the only part of it that is um 
are going to be a little bit difficult is because I've been collecting off and on since like the 80s and um, all my really old, old stuff, of course, is not in the it's not on card. But um, I have some stuff that I have a lot of Kmart variants of like the standard mainline cars and for those you had to go uh, god bless my wife she's a, she's a sweetheart she used to go with me <laughs> to to fireball to the uh no the mm. kingsburg kmart and we had to get there at like before seven in the morning so we could get a good spot in line so we could have these um these employees dump cases of hot wheels that were like only being sold in Kmart, those variants at that time. That's the only way you could get them. So I have a whole bunch of those and I have to try to remember which ones are the Kmart variants because since I think, I don't know if Kmart is, I think Kmart still exists, but I just about all the Kmarts that I know of around here have been turned into Walmart. So there's two uh, locations in the two. US. In the, US. <laughs> in the U.S. Every other location wow. for FKMart has closed. There's like a location in New Jersey, I believe, that's open, and maybe one in Michigan. So, mm, of course. Yeah. So, wow. I know those have gone up significantly in value. And they were the same, they were the same price as a mainline, as any other mainline car, which was like, you like 89 or 90 between 89 and 99 cents depending on if you cut them on sale so i know those are worth a lot so i got to go back that is the going to be the hardest part to see for the main lines that i'm going to sell to check to see if they were part of the kmart variants and that is going to be rather it's not going to be difficult it's just going to be time consuming because i have a i have a crap ton of them because I think I just I think I got just about every. Um, I don't think I have a complete set of any year that I collected, but for the Kmart ones I have, I got a I got a crap ton of them. I got a crap ton of them. So it's gonna I'm gonna have to go through before I put post it up to make sure it's not a Kmart variant. And if it is, I'd have to uh, adjust the price accordingly. So. But that's really <laughs> what I've been, uh, what a lot of my game time has been. And when I have been playing, it's been, I've uh, been jumping on the Outriders fun. Uh, I am at level 14 for my expeditions. Jeez. I've got one more to go. I can solo 13s, some 13s, uh, some 13s I, I can't I, I are giving me a little bit too much trouble so I there are a couple pieces of gear that I still have to to max out uh, but I'm my goal is to at least get my technomancer to 15 by the end of the weekend uh, I think that might be doable but uh, we'll see I don't know if I'm going to bring my trickster which is my my favorite class I don't know if I'm going to go through all that with my trickster. I I, I just don't know. Um, maybe, uh, maybe not. I doubt I will get my trickster to 15 by the time World Slayer comes out. I I seriously doubt that. Um, 
because the trickster is so is so kind of all of the builds that I've looked at for trickster the solo being able to solo the high level um the high the high level expeditions use skills that I've never used like I don't use hunt the prey I've never used the um what's that other one where you throw them little uh magic shurikens and tag tag enemies and do all that all those builds are built around that like i I, so i don't know if i'm gonna have not i'd have to go back and uh probably do what you did it's like break down all what little legendary gear that i have for my trickster because i don't have a lot uh gear break it down and then start trying to pursue the or mimic the high level gear for the trickster to so that would allow me to successfully solo uh the high level um expeditions with that, yeah. with that class so and i don't know honestly honestly john uh john's been doing it uh and he's been playing you know however he's wanted to play um so um so even though those those builds are kind of like you know solo melt all kind of builds i mean i would just say play what you want honestly um and not really worry about it uh yeah but i i think there are some built-in barriers there's definitely there is definitely some some there are some skills that are preferred uh at least with the trickster that i've seen because like the combo that i use nobody like nobody uses the time bubble like nobody you know, i'm talking about youtubers that build that are building uh their channels around outriders and showing people mm-hmm. how to get the top class gear nobody is using the time bubble nobody is using the 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 warp blade or whatever they call that that slash that he does like nobody's using that i think i've maybe seen one high-end uh user use the blade but i is like everyone is using that that uh uh, hunt the prey they're using the uh the whatever called that little magic tag shurikens that 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 class has and they're using the um uh twisted rounds and a combination of the of those three uh, or if they'll if they do have or they do if they do have the blades they use the blades to proc something else uh, that gives them crazy damage to do yeah. so but nobody uses the time bubble and I, I <laughs> that's the yeah. one that I've been using so um, so yeah so I don't know what I'm going to do um, what I'm going to how I'm going to get my trickster to high level i'm not really worried about getting him to the point where where it can do eye of the storm as long as i have one character that's ready for eye that can do eye of the storm once the time uh war slayer or world slayer comes out that that that's fine because i I don't want to overdo it because i still i still got a nice little backlog i need to get to that uh, outriders has just sucked all the time away but that is really all i've been playing so 
with that, we can move on to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the main event. So, all right, Diz, you're on deck, man. All righty. So thank you, everyone, uh, for, for for coming in and talking and, and being a part of our uh, main event. Um, like Kevin has always said, without you all, we're just, you know, three old men. Well, two of them are. I'm still quite young and spry. Uh, are just <laughs> talking to the ether. So... So, uh, on our main event question for this uh, for this show, we had, uh, what are some underrated gems that you think everyone should play? Let us know why you think they are priceless, and we'll talk about it on our next show. So, we got one response from a longtime listener, uh, John BT on Discord, and he said, uh, I've said it before, but Axiom Verge and, and Axiom Verge 2 are both uh gems and honestly can be played in any order another amazing gem of a game is thomas was alone this is maybe a four hour long game but it is very funny and has great platform puzzles finally i really enjoyed journey to the savage planet it was that is a fun game i need to get back to that it's a uh first person game um it is a uh first person which kind of sucks for a shooter uh platform but it's just as hilarious and really fun to play so i basically uh, agree with you on on all of those although i really need to play some of those games um i have played uh journey to the savage planet and that game is pretty good so i definitely have to have to say that that is really good so joe what is uh what is one that you've uh played or or jim that you think people should take a take a look at uh, for me, at least, I know from all the shows I've been on in years past, this show and uh, also GH Radio, that uh, you know we're all about, about Earth Defense Force. And I think not enough people play that series, you know. So Earth Defense Force 4.1, Earth Defense Force 5, of course, you know, kind of avoid any of the side stuff on there to get your uh, giant alien bug action action going on uh, another game i'd kind of recommend it's a twin stick shooter called crimson land that's kind of flew under the radar a little bit but it's really fun to play on there what's it called again crimson land huh i've never heard of it there's a ps5 version of it actually as well so what 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 makes it a really good gym though Oh, it's just because just the fluid gameplay. Yeah, it's almost like uh, it's a modern take on twin six shooter, but it's almost like it's you have one play field and there's a lot of uh, back and forth. So it just kind of reminds me of playing a huge giant Smash TV level, or you know, it has its like kind of roots in the Robotron twenty eighty four kind of uh feelings on there so it just it, it has a good like hook it kind of reminds me a little bit of next machina but when with just gritty and and 16-bit style graphics on there or you know there's tons of enemies on screen and tons of modifiers going back and forth and uh just makes for a good time it's a good it's just an good, indie game indie game yes huh yeah, Crimson okay. Land is pretty cool, and they actually, you know, if you bought the PS4 or the Vita version of the game, you get the um, PS5 version for free, so, on there, and um, 
let me see what else they've developed actually so if you look on steam it's a 9 out of 10 on steam but this is from developer 10 tons limited on there so it's a overhead that's a top-down shooter with a little rpg in the mix and it's been, came out like all the way back in uh, 2003 actually which is crazy on there but it got re-released in 2014 on there so and that's fun fun little game it's a fun little game i i enjoyed that quite a bit on there and um, i know the developer has done a little bit more different things on there i think they've come out with a game called dismantle recently but they're also uh, it looks like here uh, also have done the uh, Tesla Force games, so the Tesla games. Oh, so. cool! Like I love those games. Yeah, and Tesla versus have, Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we were yeah. Joe and I were talking about those uh, those games uh, a while ago. Um, I was uh, playing them. Um, both both really fun, really fun games. If you haven't tried them out. Yeah, yeah. Ten Tens, the developer, is actually from uh, Finland. That's where they're based out of. But yeah, like uh, Tesla Force and uh, Tesla versus Lovecraft, which I have not played either of those, but uh, I know that they've had some other um, titles, too, that they've released in the past. Uh, Neon Chrome, which is uh, uh, on, I think at one point, was on Games Pass. It's another twin-stick shooter on there. So, I mean, definitely it's something to... Uh, check out so how about you kev you have any uh, uh hidden gems so my hidden gems are well i've got four well i got five games that i was able to come up with um i'll start with the more modern of of the group uh, i'm gonna say heavenly sword which was on I think it was wow. a launch title for PlayStation 3. Uh, the, thing, the thing that everybody was uh, applauding that game for was its graphics, the facial uh, gestures, and, and the depth of uh, realism in the cutscenes in that game. But the one thing that a lot of people overlooked was its combat. It had really good combat. It it was it was com it was combo heavy in a way that like every move had a specific there was a specific reason for it. Like there was a for those who re, who don't remember Heavenly Sword, you were this uh uh warrior woman who was cursed with being able to access this uh this item this weapon called the heavenly sword but by using it you were draining your life force so uh the more you use it the more life drained from you uh and you know of course you know spoiler alert for a game that's i don't know how old you wind up dying in the end <laughs> but you wind up saving your people um you're kind of sort of borderline ostracized from members of your tribe, but uh, it had so it had a the villain was uh, who was that? Um, Andy Circus. Yeah, yeah, and so it was very much uh, lauded for its uh, realism. Uh, I think I think probably still got. I think the problem that it had was that it was 
overshadowed by the legacy that God of War had already established by that time. Uh, so a lot of people just really didn't pay attention to it. But like I was saying, that every move had a specific reason. Like there was the, your shield breaker move. There was a crowd control move. There was a move that there was moves that were specifically for putting a lot of damage on one specific enemy. And there were moves that you could use to spread uh, status, like status effects to, you know, a, a group. And it was really a very, very good game. It did kind of fall apart in the very last battle with the main boss. Um, it kind of, it kind of broke the, the, the system kind of broke down a little bit, but if you can overlook that aspect, I think, I think it's a really, a really solid title. So, uh, heavenly sword would be, would definitely be one, be one of those gems. Um, I'm going to name two, uh, actually name three games. The reason why they're gems to me they didn't necessarily play the best. They ne didn't necessarily have the best mechanics. But they were made in a time where we didn't take ourselves so seriously. There is no way these games would be made in 2022. If, if they were made, they would only be limited to, like, maybe Japan. They, they would never, no. never, ever, 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 ever see the light of day. Uh, in in uh, 22, 2022's America. So I'm talking about um, my favorite game of all time, which is God Hand. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say Shadow of the Damned. And I'm going to say Lollipop Chainsaw. Wow. Yeah. Um, those three games are so uh god hand is probably the close if if trade if blazing saddles was ever a, a video game it probably would be god hand it would probably be it's all three of those games to be perfectly honest but like god hand which is the one that i played the most and i remember them i remember the most um again it is my favorite game of all time they made fun of everybody like everybody <laughs> and it, it was just it was it was just from a, a, an era where we just didn't take ourselves so so seriously you know it, it, i mean i can't think of a game where you fight like uh, dominatrix midget power rangers or uh gay muscle builders that walk around with oil and do these bizarre gyrations in their attacks. I mean, it's, it's like, and it wasn't malicious. It, it wasn't malicious. It was just batshit crazy. And that was one of the reasons why I, why I loved it, that game so much. And, it, you know, the premise of it, you get your, your arm chopped off by the, these uh, rejects from a Mad Max movie and God on a whim decides to graft his arm onto you. So that's why you have the God hand and it gives you all these crazy powers. You wind up fighting uh, uh, the evil uh, 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 Leon Kennedy is like one of the bosses in the game. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, kind of it all is over just, the place. Oh, it was just so good. And it was from a time where we could actually laugh a little bit of ourselves. Uh, you know, video games are supposed to be, you know, escapism. And uh, I think those three games, like Lollipop Chainsaw, You Are This, uh, uh, either high school or college cheerleader, and your boyfriend's like the star of the football team, Zombies Attack, he gets decapitated. You walk around with your boyfriend's head on your hip. Of course, every time she runs, it's like a panty shot, you know. Just, just really over-the-top zaniness, the stuff that you will just never never ever see like one of the things i remember in that game was like there are parts where you could put your boyfriend's head on a decapitate on a zombie that you decapitated or a certain ones rather but and you could do like some kind of like a like a rhythm thing and you could use his the your boyfriend's head control zombie to clear the path for you for certain areas and again you know absolutely bat crap crazy you know never be made uh, never be made here in, in in this modern age and of course you know shadows of damned you know you're this dude with this uh overemphasized uh, latin accent with a sentient gun with a skull on it that uh <laughs> you're killing demons left and right just kind of running around this third person action supernatural shootout and it, they just they're not they're just not going to make games like that anymore uh and that's unfortunate because uh while they were not they did not represent necessarily the best in the best at the time mechanically uh they were just fun uh and you know there wasn't necessarily some message behind it it was just off the wall crazy uh, bizarreness from Japan, and it's just you know that's one of the reasons why I'm such an an avid fan of of video games to this day is because of games like that. Uh, and the the last game I'm going to mention is going to be Dragon's Dogma, mm-hmm. and I think for someone who does not like traditional Monster Hunter at like at all, don't don't like it. Uh, I think Dragon's Dogma represented like kind of like a stream down version of that where you could you would actually latch on to giant monsters and slash and attack them. And if you hit critical hits on them, you could bring them down and you could do there were different classes. You could do like the ranged uh, mage so you can shoot you know, fireballs and ice balls or whatever else you could do. So my favorite was the ranger, I think it was, who was at the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And I used the, um, I I also used like the knight class or the one, the guy that used the, the heavy sword. Uh, I, used, I used him a lot too. Um, but I think my favorite was the ranger because the ranger was just all about like, <laughs> Like shooting dudes in the head with a boat with arrows, and I, I was I was all about that. And then jumping on to like the, if you were fighting like a griffin or you were fighting uh, 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 what is that? That one with that was head of a lion, head of a snake, head of a goat. Oh, the thing. chimera. The chimera, yeah. <laughs> you, you could chop the head off the the, the tail, the snake tail off. You could 
uh, break the neck of the goat, and you would do put all put this thing like in all these different status effects that would last because if you took too long, they would always, of course, grow back. Uh, that was just a lot of fun, and it 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 kind of I kind of recognized some things in the newer. Uh, like from in world and uh, Monster Hunter World and uh, uh, Monster Hunter Rise a little bit, like a couple of things that they took from Dragon's Dog when applied to them. Uh, I think that's probably why I like those. I like particularly World so much is that it's I'm not doing that that traditional Monster Hunter uh, stuff, which I think really took me out of the experience of fighting these oversized giant dragons and uh, i think dragon's dogma really captured that uh, in in that game there it, there really needs to be a dragon's dogma too I, I i hope that at some point capcom decides to make that but um there might be hope in your lifetime kev i know they just put up a 10th anniversary uh website for dragon's dogma like a week mm-hmm. or two ago so yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they remastered and brought that out for everything under the sun. So it's on PlayStation 4, it's on Xbox, it's on Switch. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's plenty yeah. of people that have played it. So, yeah, so that's good. So maybe, maybe we'll get around to getting a sequel. But, uh, but yeah, those are the ones that, uh, those are, those are my hidden gems. Okay, thanks. I have a couple more too. So. Sure, please feel free. Like this is a really good, like a really good conversation because with everything under the sun coming back through emulation, through um, through PS Now, through all these, uh, sorry, PS Plus and uh, everything else. I mean, it just seems like for me, it just seems natural that they would be be wanting, you know, to bring these games back. That, that way more people can experience them. And I know that some of these games, like you said, Dragon's Dogma especially, has been put on everything. And it would be great if, like, you know, Lolly, Lollipop Chainsaw and, um, and and the other ones that Kevin mentioned, especially God Hand. Like, I would love for them to bring back God Hand, you know, and that way we were able to play it. And so, like, this generation can play it, you know. And I just, like, when Kevin was talking about, like, you know, this is one of those games that you will never be able to see again because of, you know, how how the culture is right now. Like, I just, like, I kind of get a little sad about that, you know. I'm just like, you know, I get a little of my feels when you start yeah. saying that, you know. Well, you know, Suda51, if you wanted to do something. I mean, No More Heroes 3 is a little bit uh, in that it's, same it's close. vein. Yeah, yeah I would say no it's more. Close. No, although I've it's close. I'm about midway through the the No More Heroes three. It's not nearly as as biting as God Hand was in oh, its humor. I don't think nowhere, ever will be. I don't think nowhere ever close. Will be. Nowhere close. Like it's still a fun game. Bananas. Yeah, it, it's it's still it's a fun game, and like some some crazy stuff happens, but it. it there was just like a level of irreverence <laughs> that those three games had God hand lollipop chainsaw and, and shadows of the dam had that you will not see in 2022. You're just not going to see it. You would have all the, all the, you know, Kotaku writing articles about how terrible the gaming industry is and how it maligns people. If those games ever to come out in, or sequels to those games came out 
and they really did it the way they were done originally, there would be way too many back, too much backlash, and no, no company wants to deal with that nonsense. So, you know, I, I appreciate games like No More Heroes 3. You know, I, I get it. I understand it. But it, I, it it's just like what the developers said who are, who are trying to convince me that this new game they're coming out is actually uh, 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 Saints Row. Because it's not, but they're trying to tell me that this game that they're coming out with is, is actually a Saints Row game. They say that, oh, well, the Saints Row 1 and 2 and and 3 were, they're from a bygone era and they're going to stay in that era. And I think that's what a lot of developers, either whether that's their personal sentiment, if they had games that were kind of sketchy in the past, you know, sketchy humor um nobody wants to cross that line in 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 this in, in 2022 and have calls for boycotts and and all that nobody wants to deal with that nonsense so unfortunately so because they're there it's just about an it's an era that is just really I, now i'm starting to see understand why some of these games are commanding the prices that they are uh heaven forbid you pick pick them up at a blue shell um, but uh, some of them are getting the prices that they are because they know that they're never going to be made again mm-hmm. yeah alright Joe where were a couple more that you have <clears throat> uh, well some games I've enjoyed and I'll just kind of comment a little bit just then briefly go over Red Faction Guerrilla uh, for whatever reason that you know Red Faction has always been a series that I've enjoyed off and on but that one really hit home with all the open world business and all the destructible environments and uh, i played the heck out of that on playstation 3 on there um kind of delved in the playstation 4 version a little bit but i still found it was just a good time and it's something that you can go back to and i think the gameplay still is um cognizant to this day i know that they eventually went to red faction armageddon which is a little bit more Gears of War-ish. I think both me and Kev didn't enjoy that uh, version of the uh, Red Faction. Red Faction kind of died at the vine from there, so mm-hmm. who knows if THQ Nordic's going to go back to that business on there. Uh, another game I enjoyed in the past that kind of people have forgotten about is this uh, little game called Renegade Ops from Avalanche. Uh, this was a game that was published by Sega, but it was like a uh, top-down like vehicle combat, kind of reminded me of... Uh, like a modern day version of Konami's Jackal a little bit on there. You know, you're like using like uh, Jeeps, obviously, um, like uh, helicopters. So it's just uh, just a good old time with that. Uh, there is a like a version available on Steam, but it doesn't run in Windows for some reason. So, yeah, uh, good luck getting that working and up on there but it is on playstation 3 and xbox 360 but it's i don't think it's back compat at all so and then last but not least even though you know uh you know this game might have its naysayers uh there's this uh, one particular action rpg that is uh i played quite a bit called sacred 2 fallen angel that a a great you know blind guardian cameo 
uh, Blind Guardian noted power metal band on there, but uh, this this game for whatever reason, uh, to me, kind of hit that Diablo itch when I didn't know what the Diablo itch was <laughs> way back when on console. This was uh, played on PlayStation 3. I know it's a heresy, Desmond. I know I don't know whatever you want to add, buddy. What is why? Why would it be heresy? Of course, because you 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 commonly refer this game as a straight ass trash. So. It is not trash. <laughs> I would never say that. Yeah, you, you said that repeatedly. So yeah. I would never say that. And I, I am I am going on record to say that Sacred Two is not trash and is a very, very very fine game. So I would never say that it was trash. Yeah, so it, it has a it has trash tendencies. Three point <laughs> nine rating on GOG. <laughs> yeah, look Damn at the Look hey, at these reviews. More hey, fun dude, than Godhand Diablo has 3. like a four or either a four or something like that on on on. Uh, Metacritic, so it's like, you know, F what the critics say. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That is definitely true. So, I mean, I would say this is kind of similar, Sacred 2 to Titan Quest, where I know there's a ton of people that love Titan Quest, but it's kind of fallen under the radar a little bit. And then another game we haven't really played in a long ass time, probably we never go back to it, but I enjoy me some Helldivers when we we're playing multiplayer back, you oh, know, yeah. at the beginning of the PlayStation 4 generation. So, you know, and I don't, I don't think a lot of people talk about Helldivers in, enough on there. There's been an off rumored on the GeForce, you know, leak that there is a sequel to Helldivers in the mix, Helldivers 2, and I'm hoping to see it. And maybe we'll see it one day, so. How about you, Des? You got any further hidden gems? Yeah, I mean, I got a couple, but nothing is uh, super, super in um, crazy like you guys. I mean, you guys were were talking all kinds of really, all kinds of really great uh, games that I hadn't even thought about. Uh, some of the new ones that that I would think about were from the 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 newer newer ones. I'd have to say would have to be um, anything from form and uh for shape and form i think it was image uh, and form image and form thank you so uh hand of gelgamesh uh which is a card-based rpg from them another really good one uh would have to be uh any of the dig series is is absolutely fantastic uh any anything of the steam uh steam dig uh series. steam world steam, uh, world. steam world steam world dig steam uh world uh, Dig two, uh, Game World Quest. I think yeah. what you were referencing earlier. So. Well, it's called the Hand of Gilgamesh. Yeah, Gilgamesh. So, so that's, Sorry, that's Gilgamesh. The, so, Sorry. Yeah, subtitle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but but all of those were 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 fantastic. Uh, little little hidden gems that I think that um, if you're looking for a, just a really uh, quality. Um, well, definitely the 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 digs, the Steam World digs games, dig games, are definite, uh, really good, just straight up, uh, platformers, uh, with dig with, with with kind of digging elements, um, like like dig dug, but but a lot more. I think the second one has a little bit more going for it because I think that they had really uh, realized what they'd wanted to do with it. So it got a little bit. They 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 knew a little bit more of, of of what they wanted to do with it, and so that's why it just it just it just rings a little bit better 
than the first one, but both are solid games. Um, yeah, but I would definitely say uh, any one of any one of those those games from uh, from that from that studio is fantastic. Um, another game that I would that I would have to say that that not a lot of people uh, saw and or and or looked at, and I guess I'm trying to think if you would consider it uh, like. I guess I don't know if they were if they how 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 prolific they were, but but the Wario games. Um, I'm thinking if you're able to to track down those old DS Wario games, uh, they were they were really good. The mini game ones, um, because you could just sit there, play a whole bunch of them, and and just pass the time away. And and it was just just like this. It, it was like um, an ADHD type of uh, type of game and and that's why i liked them because you could just sit there and just and just play a whole bunch of games in the span of a minute and and try to test your your might against it i want to say those games for me were kind of like the first kind of you know um they were like the first kind of uh uh roguelite type games because you literally were just having to sit there and try to uh, try to try to do it as best as you can without without you know effing up. So I, I absolutely just adored uh, those games. So if you could find them on an emulator or anything like that, definitely look for it because uh, you you will not be disappointed. Those games were were a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that that really kind of stuck out that was like uh, from a from a franchise or or from a, a a game that I think would really be really, really be, be something worth the worth uh, checking out. And I guess I'm trying to think of games that were, that were more recent because, because there's a lot of games out there that people probably didn't check on. Oh, chorus would be one that I think that you should check out. I think that's a hidden gem of the PS5 era. Um, I think that's a really good game. If you're just looking for, um, for a really good space shooter while you're waiting for, um, uh, what's that one game that's coming out? The second one, the second version, Joe. Um, Everspace. Ex- yeah, Everspace. Like if you're when you're when you're waiting for Everspace to come out, you know, definitely uh, look for the, look for uh, look for that one. I think Chorus is great. It's really cheap right now, so you can definitely go out there and and pick it up, uh, and it will not break the bank. So definitely uh, take a chance on it. Go out there and and pick it up. I think that you would really, really, really enjoy it. Oh, yeah, uh, is great. yeah, definitely. Um, I can't think of anything else. Um, but again, this this uh, topic is uh, is still open on our Discord, and at the end of the uh, at the end of the show, Kevin will tell you definitely how you can uh, get involved and join our Discord. That way, you can uh, continue on with this conversation, and we can share all of our our thoughts on on these games that we really should be checking checking out. So. Uh, I got oh, one more. I yeah, got one more. Max Payne. I never played. I never played any of the Max Payne games. Aren't they bringing? Yeah. Out, aren't they bringing out a new one? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. Uh, I'm talking specifically like Max. I have Max Payne three on PC, but you know, good old PC Master Race will not play it. Mm-hmm. It will not. It doesn't give me an error message. It just will not start that game, and I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. But what did you do? I, I don't know. I, I just downloaded it from Steam. <laughs> Steam was for, like, 
Nope. Steve was like, no, we ain't playing it. Um, yeah, I would say Max Payne. Uh, and I don't think a Max Payne might be made in 2022. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure, but we're talking about a dude who takes oxycodone to heal himself. You know, prescription painkillers. You know, I'm calling it oxy because that's basically what it is. Yeah. Or, you know, he's had... It's oxy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, his family was killed. Is Actually, I would like to see a Max Payne-style game done with, with the Punisher. I yeah. think that would be freaking yeah. awesome. Max that Payne 1 and 2 are awesome. being remade. I don't know if you played 1 or 2 or you just played 3, Kevin. I played 1 and 2. I never got a chance to play 3 because it won't play on my, my Master Race PC. Oh, it does play on your Master Race it uh, does not, Xbox it's console. Not on <laughs> it'll, play, it'll play on your Master Race console. There yeah. you go. Uh, yeah, no, it's about... It, they re- in the last Xbox, the last hurrah Xbox uh, back compat um list before they stopped doing any more titles they did have max Payne 3 on there so you can play max Payne 3 on your series x so okay i wonder if my purchase now nah, steam does it i don't think it would reckon it no nah, you, you'd have to repurchase it that's, on, right. uh, okay. that's terrible that's it that's sad <laughs> But uh, but yeah. So again, if you if you can think of anything that you would like to 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 add to this conversation, definitely check check us out on our Discord. We would love to have you. And and again, Kev will let you know about that at the end of the show. But uh, that's it for me. I have one quick thing, and that is the uh, question for next week. So uh, I don't know about you, but we all watched the. Well, I know that Joe and I, I think Kevin watched. Yeah, Kevin watched it too. Uh, we all watch the uh, PlayStation State of Play, so we want to know what your thoughts about it. We're going to talk a little bit about it, our thoughts uh, about it on on the show today, but we want to hear your thoughts. What did you think about it? You know, did they did they do like so much more in thirty minutes that than than the Xbox can do in two hours? You know, who knows? Uh, that that was something that was said by by one of our one of our <laughs> listeners. So. so we'll leave it at that. But uh, but yeah definitely uh respond let us know your thoughts we would love to talk about it because we just think it would be hilarious so uh so yeah so without further ado i'm gonna turn it over to the jabroni chief all right yeah as des uh stated yeah we're gonna talk about the uh, state of play here and of course a lot of people were just expecting everything under the sun um as always how are you gonna get that in 30 minutes though yeah (laughs) it's it's not a uh like big e3 extravaganza but you know they they came in they came strong on there uh with i was was shown i was expecting it to be a little bit longer like because i don't know how how long these things are how short they're gonna be or anything like that i literally was just like Okay, I guess I'm gonna sit here. I got comfortable, got my snacks, my popcorn, and then boom, 30 minutes, it was done. I was like, wow. I was like, be be ready for Keeley Fest because then that's when you'll that's... get the snack snack time and all exactly. Because I was like, this is a little bit too like to the point. Like I I need like some some weird uh, violin players playing something <laughs> that flute. has nothing to get yeah, a flute player, yeah, flautist. <laughs> I was like, this is a little too like. 
like just open like i i need some more what you doing keely what yeah you, you, you could get that and, and more because yeah, keely fest is coming up uh on thursday and then the uh, xbox bethesda game showcase is next uh sunday on there so so we'll take a look but um i'll kind of cover everything that was shown we'll kind of go over our thoughts and then we'll hear your guys's thoughts next week uh, on the main event on here so they led the show off with one of the worst kept secrets that hey resident evil 4 is on its way so <laughs> and <Yep>. um, <laughs> they've shown a trailer now keep in mind a lot of the games that were shown on the state of play are uh, also going to be available for other platforms as well so like resident evil 4 is not a playstation exclusive it is coming out for pc it's coming out for xbox it's coming out for playstation so on there so yeah they did announce though on uh, it was a it's kind of cool to see the difference between the original Resident Evil 4 and the remake as far as what was shown so far. And I'm really kind of curious to go and play through RE4 again myself. Um, they have a release date of March 24, 2023 on there. They also announced, too, as well, that there's a PSVR 2 content that's also in development for the game as well on there. Uh, what you guys' overall thoughts on the trailer? Are you excited to play RE4? I've never played it, so I, I don't know. I'm I heard it was one of the better uh, Resident Evil games uh, uh, of the more. I mean, I guess I don't want to say the modern ones, but it was one of the better ones when they actually took it from the the horror and actually made it into the kind of like a shooter um, type game. But I mean, I don't know. I I might have to give it a try or at least check it out at your house like I normally do with these games. Uh, but I was never a huge Resident Evil fan, so while I'm happy that it's coming, um, I I'm more I would be more excited if they were actual like new stuff that people could that we could see. So another remake was kind of like, eh, you know, again, it's not for me, and not every game should be for everybody. So you know, knock yourselves out, people who are super excited for it. But for me, I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, okay. Yeah, one thing that to keep in mind if you really want to play the game between now and then, uh, there is a um, Steam version where someone, a fan, went in and did a uh, high-definition high patch for the game that just looks bananas on there, and it just makes the PC version like the best version out there with that particular patch on there. I'm looking on Steam right now, and Resident Evil 4 right now is available for... Four ninety nine. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? Cheap. So, so just in case you do want to run through RE four, for instance, uh, that's might be a good way to go and do that on there. Uh, obviously, it's available tons of other places: Xbox, PlayStation. There's uh, modern versions of the game available for every platform under the sun. It's probably even a Switch version, which I don't even know if there is or not, but it probably is. So on there so kev any thoughts on re4 yeah i'm definitely gonna pick that one up i didn't get the the resident evil like the first remake and then resident evil 2 and i think and nemesis that one that they did i didn't get yeah. the, any of those remakes to me i i don't know uh i liked them a lot i was a big fan of them when they originally launched but I just never had the, any real interest in replaying them again. But four, I'm definitely going to be picking up. 
Yeah, just as a pointer for anyone out there that, that hasn't picked up RE2 or RE3, because those both of those games were me remade for PS4 and Xbox 360, Xbox One, excuse me, <laughs> on there that uh, Capcom is dropping a uh, PS5 Series X versions of those games for free uh, based on the uh, prior Xbox One and, and PS4 versions uh, on that. So uh, you could pick both of those games, those remakes, pretty cheap out retail wise and also on uh, the digital storefronts and whatnot so especially if you want to you know play the super the greatest version and maybe you know work your way up to re4 coming out next year might be the way to do it on that so i might go back and play them but i just never really had a real strong desire to do but i i'm i'm definitely going to be getting four re4 for sure Got it. Good deal. And another thing they shown was a, a PSVR um, 2 information, and they started off by showing a, a Resident Evil Village PSVR version, PSVR 2 version on there. So kind of looks cool for the people that are picking up the uh, VR 2 unit. Uh, they had a trailer for Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2, which is also for the PlayStation VR 2, and then also... Uh, showed that they are working on a No Man's Sky for PlayStation VR 2 as well on there. So all great news for people that are excited. They kind of capped off the v, uh, PSVR 2 trailers by showing a new trailer for Gorilla and Fire Sprite's uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain on there. So all great. I don't know how you guys feel. I'm going to definitely be buying a PSVR 2 myself. Uh, just because I want to see, you know, I'm kind of been curious about how the state of VR is currently. And I know Oculus is the tentpole, you know, along with the Vive on there. Any feelings on any of these games steering you possibly to try VR again? Or like, hell no, I'm never, I'm drawing this line in the sand. No, nah, um, I'm good. On VR. I'm good. I don't need any VR. Got Thanks, it. though. But no, I'm good. I, and I can't use VR. Yeah. So it, that's not going to change. <laughs> so I'm I'm interested in it from a technical standpoint and from the immersion. But every time I try that, it just it's it's migraine city. Yeah. So well, if I do pick it up, maybe if you get the, the the itch, you could always give it a shot and see if you have the same reaction as you did with the prior gen VR headsets mm -hmm. you tried. So. Mm. on there um also too um during the uh, end of the horizon call the mountain trailer uh they did show that they are releasing a brand new update which came day and day for horizon forbidden west on there uh, they introduced a revamp performance mode for ps5 and ps4 pro consoles they have improved temporal anti-aliasing a transmog option that will enable players to cosmetically change their outfit while re retaining their skills and the ability to redistribute skill points, an ultra-hard difficulty mode, and a new game plus with some new weapons and trophies available for um, Horizon um, players on there. So I'm not sure, Kev, if you think about going back to Forbidden West at some point, maybe uh, checking that new game plus, or uh, maybe giving a, the difficulty, ultra-hard difficulty mode a whirl or not. So I would, I'm definitely interested in checking out the new game plus. 
Uh, I have wanted to go back and kind of complete. I've been toying with the idea of actually trying to platinum Forbidden West because I thought the game was that good. And I am not a trophy hunter, uh, achievement hunter at all, at all. I, I, To me, it's just a meaningless metric, but I I could see myself going back and trying to get the platinum uh, in Forbidden West, and with the that update, it, it just makes it more all the more uh, of a of a thing that I would want to do. The only thing is that by the time I actually get around to wanting to do it, there's going to be another bright and shiny out that's going to yep. be taking up all my game time. So that is always the the problem that I have when it comes to going back to games that I've already finished. I want to go back and replay them, but there's a, there's always a new bright and shiny out. 100% agreed. Yeah, and yeah, I, I bought Forbidden West as one of the games I first you know, I picked up after my 90 day like kind of game fast thing, and I want to like I want to actually play Horizon uh, Forbidden Dawn a little bit. Um, not Forbidden Dawn. Is this zero? Uh, zero Dawn. Yeah, sorry about that. No on there. So before I give it a shot, but it's definitely something that's on my bucket list for sure. On there. And then after that drop for Horizon uh, Forbidden West and uh, Call the Mountain, they um, said they have a new PC announcement. So and uh, they sprung up that they are releasing the uh, Marvel Spider-Man remastered uh, for the PC platform on August the 12th. And then uh, afterwards, even though it wasn't shown during the state of play, Miles Morales is going to be following for the PC in autumn, in the fall on there. So so both games are going to be hitting uh, the, the PC platform. I know some people are talking about that they're going to replay it on PC just for mod support that they're just wanting to see what the community comes up as far as uh, costumes. They just just want to run around naked. (laughs) Be honest. Just, just be honest. I I don't know where the web would be coming from. If that's the case, you know, I don't don't know if I want to see Peter Parker doing all that business. So, or Miles Morales. So that's all they want to do. It's all about naked mods. These people, you know, that. That's all it is. PC Master Pervs. Yup, there you go. <laughs> master Pervs. <laughs> well, I, I hope we don't we see any spider dong. I don't need to. Like, yes. <laughs> Friendly neighborhood spider dong. Yes. Uh, no. Spider. Who would be bigger, Peter or Miles? I don't know. <laughs> hey, now, Miles is a kid. Let's, I know. Uh, Let's uh, move right along now, shall we? <laughs> yes, we're not okay. going to talk about any uh, spider endowment. Thank you. No, we are not. <laughs> you you are mentioned not. it. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sh- is his reward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My spider sense is tingling. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so scary. <laughs> scary. But it'll be great, great, great for um, you know, exponentially. I know all the Xbox fans have been clamoring for Spider-Man to come to their platform. You know, hey, guess what? It's coming to PC. So you know, it's it's kind of in a way, you know, it's like coming to a Xbox-supported platform. Maybe kind of. I don't think it'll be actually on the store itself, but it will be available on Steam at least. So 
you know. So, I, you know, Xbox has been supporting PlayStation with some certain titles, so maybe PlayStation should bring out the, you know, uh, their games on the Xbox marketplace, at least on the PC marketplace, but we'll see on all that business. So, Then the next trailer uh, for uh, that was shown was for uh, Desmond's uh, uh, possible game of the year, which is Annapurna's publish uh, cat stealth game Stray, which is coming out on July 19th on there. So uh, if you don't know what Stray is about, you play as a cat abandoned in a futuristic Hong Kong-esque city populated by robots on there. Um, it was developed by former Ubisoft developers at indie studio Blue 12. Uh, so this game has been in development for six years, believe it or not. So, and uh, gotta just get it right. In, just in case, uh, they did announce it that it will be available day in date for PlayStation Plus tiers, extra and premium members. So, so if you're just regular PlayStation Plus, you know, got to upgrade. Uh, if I not, will be upgrading. I'm already upgraded. Never mind. Yeah on there um obviously since uh, this is coming from uh you know annapurna they'll probably work with im8 bit to get a physical version of this game out at some point with probably some good doodads and probably some vinyl and everything under the sun so desmond if you want to collect everything you want for this game it's probably going to be available at some point but there's no i will be collecting it no physical announce as of yet, but I will definitely be checking this out day one myself. So I'm definitely interested. I know Kev, you in, indicated previously you were interested as well. So yeah, I am interested in this game. I'll be playing it day one. Game uh, game of the year confirmed. Uh, I I had to I had to take a second take because I saw someone on Twitter's comment. Oh, it's coming to Game Pass and PlayStation Plus day one. Well, suck it, no Xbox version yet. This is PlayStation and PC only right now. So PlayStation so I, only. Get out yes. of here with that. Just kidding. Okay, whatever. I, I more people <laughs> more people that could play this fantastic game, the more the better. That's all I'm yeah. saying. It's probably a timed exclusive, so no no big deal. That so. And then also they showed a next thing was a trailer for the Dead Space uh, like survival horror game, the Callisto Protocol on here. And so, you know, basically this is the game done by the ex Sledgehammer developers from EA. They left, obviously, Activision. Uh, but they had their roots in developing Dead Space before going over to Activision. And so um, this is basically Dead Space-inspired sci-fi horror on there. So this is not just a PlayStation exclusive. It is coming out for everything, including Xbox and Steam as well on there. Now, I don't think there's a Switch version in the mix, but they did show the trailer. It's coming out December 2nd, 2022. Uh, Kev, any excitement for this? Because, you know, we both got the Dead Space remake coming next year and got this bad boy drop in on December 2nd. So what you, what you think? Are you going to be uh, fighting I... all these demons with uh, Santa in, in the air? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know there's going to be a mod where you can play as Santa in this. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On the PC. Uh, I'm interested the one thing that kind of had me a little bit concerned is I'm wondering if this is going to lean more toward uh, 
survival horror as opposed to just horror action. Yeah. If it's survival horror, because all I saw this dude using was like some type of handgun, that ain't going to cut it with like the stuff that was coming after him. It's not going to cut yeah. it. Yeah. If, if this is survival horror, I'm not interested. I have no interest in micromanaging everything, my air, my ammo, all that other stuff. I don't need that, particularly with the Dead Space remake on the way. If it is going to lean more toward the action stuff, then I'm all about it. Yeah, we'll have to see. This this was the trailer last year that they showed that was supposed to be part of the PUBG universe, and they, which made no sense to me at all. They it's dropped in the future. Yeah, they, they dropped that link. They it's in dropped the future. that link to PUBG on there, so this game has no link to the PUBG. And it does. <laughs> we sit here first, y'all. It'll be PUBG. PUBG, let it go. It's PUBG. <laughs> PUBG, Joe. No, I was commenting the fact that they it's PUBG. that. Shut the hell up. It's not part of <laughs> PUBG. I'm trying to let the people know, sir. It is. You're sitting over here giving lies. Lies? You don't know nothing. <laughs> I had to tell you SteamWorld dig earlier. Come on. Get out of here. Give me a break. <laughs> Uh, moving that. on, moving on. Yes, uh, they showed a um, trailer for this game called Roller Drome, which is going to be coming out on August 16th. Which kind of looks like a kind of a crazy cell shaded like a roller derby with guns on there. So it's being done by Roll Seven and Private Division. On here, it's coming out for PlayStation 5, 4, and Windows PC. On here, the game does take place in the year 2030, where a deadly form of roller derby is the sport of choice for viewers. So you, know, you get to see, of course, you know, uh, rolling around the roller rink with guns on here. So we'll have to see how this plays <laughs> on here. Uh, I kind of like the uh, the look of the the art, at least in this game, and the um, kind of uh, art style that they're using. But I really want to see more. For a split second, more. I thought it was Jet Set Radio. Yeah. Yeah. For a split second. Yeah. I thought it was jet set. Till they bust out the gat. Till they yeah, <laughs> till the gat start flying. It's like, oh, this is not jet if it is jet set radio. <laughs> You're like, um <laughs> understand, understand the power of death. Like, I don't think this is jet set. Yeah. Um, jet uh, set yeah. radio. Roll seven, Shabon. if you didn't know, is previous the developer of the Ali Ali series, including Ali Ali World. So I guess they need to get their death and destruction with their roller. Jet set death. Yep, you know it. So we'll we'll have to see when this game comes out in August on there. So um oh, I thought it looked said West Side West Side <laughs> get your guns up. <laughs> I don't know though, to be completely honest, I was kind of like, all right. I was like, okay, I could see this. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't so, I was, I was kind of taken by it. I was like, all right, this can be kind of fun, you know? Um, I don't know how fun it's going to be, but I don't know. It, the gameplay looked a little stiff, a little stiff. Um, but overall, I thought it, it could be fun. Um, I'm just trying to understand, like, 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 is there a story involved with this or is it just you were just going to be uh running around uh 
just blowing people up or shooting people in the face or, or what. Like, I need to see this a little bit more because right now, literally, it was just you doing tricks and shooting people in the head. And so if that's it, I think I might have to have a little bit more um, than just that. I don't know about y'all, but I was just like, I mean, it looked good. I thought it was an interesting kind of shell-shaded sh- uh, uh, look, <laughs> but I needed just a little bit more is all I'm saying. Just a little the- bit more. The trailer, I don't think, did the game any real j- service. No, because the the environments were just so empty. You, looking, it's yeah. just like it was almost like they showed you, like this is our proof of concept. Our yeah, exactly. Build. Yeah. This is our character jumping and grinding on the walls and yeah. back flipping off of stuff. But the environment was very empty. So I, I don't think this trailer did this game any favors. I'm hoping there's more to it. It could be something really interesting. Obviously, they're borrowing heavy from Jet Set Radio. That's that's obvious. Uh, but I don't think this trailer made them any friends. Yeah. And it just so, seems a little it just seems a little um it may not have really been ready to show. Yeah, and the name and the and the and the name is kind of a little on the nose, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm just okay. I I I see what you're doing, you know, maybe, okay, well, well, but I'll be interested to see what what like customization we can have, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of gunplay, what the actual gunplay looks like, and stuff like that. Uh, once I'm able to see that, then then I think that we'll be able to make a much a much better. Um, uh, kind of thought about or make up better minds about about this game. So I you know I just hope it's not like a like just pure multiplayer minimalist game it might where be. it's just you and four or five other people just running around just shooting each other on roller on roller skates. I think that might be it. I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I think <laughs> like that's. That's what I was getting from it, Kev. To be completely one hundred percent with you, that's exactly what I was getting from it. So I was just like, oh, okay, we're just gonna be riding around, shooting people in the face, doing tricks. Hear me, hear me out, though. I'm thinking possibly that this might be another, since it's only PlayStation and PC, and it's coming out in the middle of August. Just like Stray is coming out in the middle of July, this might be another PlayStation Plus extra premium game that they're gonna throw up. On there, um, I know it's a bit on PSN right now, and it just says announced. There's no ability to be able to pre-order it or purchase it on um, PSN right now, currently. So, mm-hmm. and I know Ali Ali previously released day and date on PSN as well in the past, at least Ali uh, Ali one did. So we'll have to see if this may be another uh, game that they'll bring day and date on PlayStation Plus to start out with. So, and that that would be probably the best for the game too, in my opinion. So. Okay. Uh, next game they showed kind of looked it was an anime game and we didn't know anything about it, but this is the trailer for a new game called Eternites on here. So, <laughs> what the, a name. The, the trailer starts with a severed arm spewing blood before it transforms into a glowing blade. But uh, Eternites is a uh, quote-unquote dating simulator, but that's the core premise of the game paired with violent hack and slash gameplay on here this is a, a the first game from a new studio called studio sai it's coming out for ps4 ps5 and windows pc in 2023 on here and basically what you're having to go through with this game is that you are scavenging 
for supplies, fighting through dungeons and going on dates on here. So uh, humans have been turned into monsters that love violence and power. That's who you're fighting. But, you know, you can't date those humans, you know, the ones you're fighting, but you could date other survivors as well. That so. sucks. <laughs> a much more interesting game if you could. So this is a quote from the director from the PlayStation blog from Studio Sci founder J.U. and commented, uh, when you're not exploring dungeons, you could choose to spend time growing closer to a cast of five quirky and lovable characters. As you explore their stories and grow closer to them, you also unlock unique skills and spells you could use in battle. So part of the means figuring out your schedule, which works for you, balancing dating and and fighting in challenging ways on here. So, so they describe it as such. There are deadlines for you to beat the dungeons. It's important for you to manage your time wisely. So will you grow closer to your confident in order to deepen your relationship and unlock new skills? Will you scavenge the wasteland for supplies? Will you grow stronger by training with your companions? Or will you ignore all of that and go to the dungeon the first chance you get? But uh, there so, is a time involvement in this game. So you, you know, basically like Persona. You know, yeah. you have a limited amount of time to be able to do what you need to do. They are, here, so. uh, they're going to the Persona well for this one, it sounds like. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, if Kevin, if you like like the hack and slash that was shown in the trailer. It looks interesting. I, a little bit maybe too on the nose in my book. but Oh, this is Weebalicious. It's Weebalicious. <laughs> yeah. It is Weebalicious. I'm, I'm probably going to be there day one because I'm an old-ass weeb myself. <laughs> I don't so, know. Uh, I don't know. So I, I liked it. I <laughs> The the hack it kind of like the hack and it wasn't the hack and slash that I was kind of questioning. It was him on this motorcycle, sending these little sonic waves or something in front of it. That one, that kind of, it's like okay, so we are we trying to be Akira now? Uh, that that for whatever reason that kind of threw me off. But yeah, the 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 dating sim and the action. Uh, hack and slashiness in the dungeons. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. i only if, and this is this is a high this is a high bar. Atlas, the Atlas team was just so talented in putting that that the the social links, making the social links something that you want to do. That takes a very unique skill and a very special talent. For because like otherwise I like I don't play dating sim games you know games that are just about that at all, but I'll play me some Persona because they made those social links very interesting and unique and to me they were just as important part of the game as the actual dungeons. That's a kind of a high bar and I I'm hoping that this team is talented enough in their writing skills and their character development to make that just as interesting. Uh, we'll see when the game comes out, but uh, that is really, you know, I'll, I'll take a chance on it for sure. And then if I, if I, if I find that the, the social link stuff is not up to par, then, you know, I'll just trade it back and get something else. But I, I, I'm intrigued with what I saw. I am too. We'll have to see. You know, I'm kind of curious about it. it's a new team, so we'll have to see what they come up with. But it's, yeah, and I think PlayStation has a, a 
kind of a spread of different game types that they throw on these uh, state of plays. And I find it interesting that they are looking in Asia for the next, you know, great game, uh, you know, just like, you know, them supporting Genshin Impact and having it on their platform first, you know, so show that they are, you know, vetting out and going out into the development world and, and seeing what's out there and seeing what they could bring first on their platform, which is it's cool mm-hmm. on there. So. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know if that's even really being fair on my part, telling them that they have to live up to something to, you know, what Atlas has done. But I'm just saying that for someone who does not play dating sims in and of themselves, that's really what I'm going to need from this game if I'm going to fully be able to fully enjoy it. So I, I don't know if that's a fair, if that's really fair or not, but that's kind of the way I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to judge the game, unfortunately. Yeah, you, I know you hold your bar quite high with those types of games on there. So, Because if it doesn't play as good as Persona, why even make the time investment? So, Yeah, well, I mean, and it it's not so the, the playing as good because Persona is a, is a turn-based, is turn-based combat. Yeah. The the issue is the character development and the writing during the social links. It's just really interesting, and it 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 makes that aspect of the game. It makes me look forward to that aspect just as much as the next dungeon. And that takes for someone who for people who don't play dating sims or or you know social link sim games where that's all you're doing that is a big achievement that is a really big achievement for somebody who would you know you, you hey you play this the such and such a game yeah it's a dating sim now nah, you can miss me with that I, i'm not going to play it but i will play you know persona because of how well they do their character development and how each of these characters there when you when you get to know them you when your main character gets to know them they have a such a diverse and traumatic backgrounds each in their own way it kind of it's like oh yeah i need to i need to make sure that you know so and so is okay mentally or i need to make care that make sure that so and so is doing okay with the the issues that she's having with her sister because her older sister is taking this role as parent because the the father was killed in the line of duty as a police officer i mean that that is character development you know part bar none and that's what makes those social links so fun to do and to me that's just what they're gonna what they're gonna have to try to aspire to to make this game uh, to really hit in 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 my book and again, I, I'll say it again. I don't know if that's fair or not, uh, but <laughs> it is what it is, I guess. When when you're spending your own money, you can judge. It. You yep. Can judge a product is how you see fit to do. No, it's one hundred percent. All right. After that trailer, then another big Capcom trailer started with a Capcom logo, and then we got to see a uh, kind of a very New York esque metro city with a lot of like you know hints of final fight in the background some hip-hop Honestly, playing. i was hoping that's what it was <laughs> and, you know, 
got to see the appearance of Luke, which was the last character introduced for Street Fighter V, and you kind of knew right then and there that this was the uh, hub world for Street Fighter VI on here. So, and you got to see um, Luke uh, fighting uh, Chun Li, then Ryu, and another character named Jamie coming out in the background on there. Um, it looks like there was a overworld that looks like you could explore and uh, kind of you know fight maybe other people in a hub world on there so it looks like they're definitely working on and enhancing the front end of street fighter 6 mm-hmm. take a look to be a little bit more interactive on there so and i was really impressed with what they showed i think the graphical style i saw i think the whole hubbub about the logo looking like crap i i think uh lo- love the fact that they had some uh like graphical fidelity on some of the logos that they showed, but they showed a battle hub with a game center in the background at the end of the trailers. So it looked kind of cool to me. It's something that I think I'm going to get back into Street Fighter with Street Fighter Six. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but... Um, I had a quick question. Um, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of the of the artistic uh, direction they were going on? I, it has this sort of like rendered 3D sort of sometimes they kind of come off looking like clay if you notice that um some i don't know something about it about the way everything looks and and the fluid movements and that weird kind of like painting swatches that was introduced in the fifth one um it seems like they've taken it to a whole nother level and is it just me or does everyone look super thick like t-h-i-c-c like Chun Li's looking thick, right? Like everyone is looking like I, I don't know what that style is, but I, I I don't know. I don't know. Like I really what are your guys' thoughts of the of the of the uh of how everything looks in this? Like okay. I don't know. I can answer your question for you. You ain't seen thick until you've looked at Street Fighter Four. Yeah, that's yeah, thick. that's true. Yeah, but that I don't, I don't, I, is hmm. thick. These care. This is a now. Okay, I'm I'm hand drawn 2D art all day, every day. Yeah, I wish that this was done in the same style that like a DNX Duel or Dragon Ball Fighters with is like that 2D hand drawn, beautiful, vibrant art i think that i think that is you know because i'm i'm like i said i'm 2d uh pixel art all day every day when it comes to my fighting games it, it is what it is i'm a, I'm, a, I'm an arcade rat from the 90s that said this is the best that street fighter has looked since four i can say that without without any kind of of uh apprehension it is the best this game has looked since four and i thought four was butt-ass ugly mm-hmm. it was five was a little bit better but they all looked like overstuffed plushies as you played them you know it it, it, it just didn't look right this they're going with like a little bit they're kind of bending the the presentation a little bit more toward a more realistic yet animated 3D art 
art style, which is a vast improvement. Oh my gosh, it's a vast improvement over four. It's a big improvement over five. So I'm while I would still rather like to see that 2D art, I'm I'm cool with this. I'm cool with this. Uh, so you know, the one thing I will say about five is I think that five was probably the best thing that that series has played maybe maybe since third strike and a lot of people would want to string me up by my by my big toe for saying that yeah Uh, it started bad but uh, from what i've heard it kind of finished up quite well so well i'm talking the mechanics you know yeah just just the core mechanics the how you play neutral the the uh the literal mechanics on how you the but of how you push buttons and what your normals do a lot of people would say i'm a i'm a heretic for saying that but i i honestly believe that five was the best playing street fighter in the whole series um but you know so for me now at this point it's going to be all about uh, mechanics and systems and how and how you utilize these things in combat. What are they doing? If it's FA, FA focus attack dash cancel, I'm out. I'm, I'm not doing that. Not even with a hitbox. I'm not I'm not messing with FACD. Uh, but if it's a revision of what it seems to be. It seems to be incorporating some things from five mechanically, which I'm cool with and building upon that. um, There is like a simplified technique that you can use, whereas which it sounds like they picked that up from DNF where you can maybe you like hit two of the same buttons, like two punch buttons, two kick buttons. And that will do like a simple combo or do a special move or you use a directional and and two of the same buttons and that will do something yeah. special. Um, I got some more information about that, actually. I got a yeah. lot of information about Street Fighter 6 a bit. So. Well, hit yeah. it with. Yeah. All right. Well, they, they said that's supposed to feature three new game modes. It includes Fighting Ground, World Tour, and Battle Hub. Um, they are actually in integrating commentary from various uh, fighting game community commentators into I the game. I saw that. That is actually pretty dope. When wow. they get Tasty Steve in there, I'm buying that. <laughs> now, players will have a choice of personalities and narrate matches as they happen with easy-to-understand gameplay explanations. This feature will also support subtitles in 13 languages as well. So. That's awesome. All right, and then they are advertising a new control scheme. So they have a classic control type, which is back along with a new option. The modern control type allows players to jump into the action with simplified input. Special moves are easier to execute in this new scheme by combining one button press with a directional input to do um, special moves. Yeah, that's straight out of DNF. And then they have new core fighting mechanics. So Street Fighter VI introduces the drive system, is what they're calling it, a new gauge used to perform five distinct techniques to enhance a player's offensive or defensive uh, c- capacities, including drive impact, drive parry, overdrive art, drive rush, and drive reversal. So 
you know, what, what that means in the scheme of things. We'll have to maybe get more into the minutia and the nitty gritty on there on that. And I don't know if you guys want me to spoil things, but uh, there it was uh, some artwork. The advanced, uh, yeah, the advanced, the uh, additional members in the roster. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen it, that. It was leaked, and so if you don't want to know who is on the roster, fast forward another 30 seconds to a minute on there. I don't know if you want – do you want to know, Des? Do you care? I don't care. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) I don't care. Okay. Well, they did leak the characters. Uh, It was uh, 22 characters uh, that featured online, including some character art and includes – of course, Ryu, Ken, Zangief, Dalsim, Ihonda, Blanca, Guile, and Chun-Li. Uh, Kami, DJ, Rashid, uh, Juri, Ed, and Akuma. Ed's like the, what, the, the Guile wannabe, right? The Shadowloo guy? Uh, Ed is more like the Dudley, kind of like cross between Dudley and, I guess, maybe Guile. But yeah, he's a, he's a Shadowloo puppet, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and then they have some new characters, it looks like here. Luke, of course, is a known character, but uh, Marissa, which looks like a, uh, a fighter from Italy, it looks like a, a butch woman from Italy, it looks like Yori, basically, on steroids. <laughs> uh, Jamie from Hong Kong, which basically looks like uh, Yun and Yang from Street Fighter Three's like cousin, you know, brother yeah, from another I mother. Yeah, I saw those, and I was like, wait a minute. You look at uh, Mimi from France, which is looking all crazy looking. Yeah, maybe I have to take a look at her character design. Uh, Lily from Mexico, uh, which it looks like she's fighting with a couple of like uh, bags of avocados. It looks like I don't know. I'm trying to see what wow, bags of avocados. <laughs> see wow. from the character art there, okay. but yeah, avocados. Oh okay. no, it looks like it looks like a couple of uh, wooden sticks. I. I focused on the picture a little bit more sorry <laughs> on here so looks like it, there's some like t-hawk influence on her actually she has a feather uh, and an indian headdress on there so maybe yeah, she's yeah. t-hawk's like daughter or something yeah it might be uh, that'd be kind yeah. of a nice cool a uh, nice throwback yeah and then also they got jp from russia which is he's looking kind of crazy like this old man with the with a like a, a suit uh like a suit coat on there he's looking kind of fly on there so and then the last two fighters i see it looks like kimberly from the usa which uh you know you have to go back and take a look at the image on there it's like uh looks like an african-american gal she's rocking uh rocking an old school walkman too in her uh, get up so and then last but not least it looks like there's a uh fighter from china called aki on there just with the acronyms on there which is she has like uh like uh white skin with a claws looking like vega up in this business so i think he probably did her character design does so yeah nope. the, the character designs look really dope uh they it, the ken though they look like they merge him with uh terry bogard from mark of the wolves with that with that bomber jacket they got him in now i, I actually thought that mm-hmm. was kind of fly uh but yeah it, it's i like the art i like kind of like uh i like what they did with dj's design because i didn't expect i honestly didn't expect that they were ever going to bring dj back yeah um 
I I need to see Dudley show up in this game though. It, like if they don't bring Dudley back in six, I'm gonna be very very disappointed. I need to I need to see Dudley back in this game. Uh, he never made it into five. Uh, he was in four, but he never made it in five. And the he they gotta bring him back in in six. That that is a requirement. I mean, I'm still gonna buy the game when it comes out, but if they don't, if Dudley never comes out as as uh, in subsequent seasons, I will be very very disappointed because he is my favorite Street Fighter character. All right, so that's all about Street Fighter Six. I think we're all excited for it. Well, at least I am, and I know you are, Kev. Des, are you, you think you might play or just play it at my house? We're gonna play it at your house and see how it goes. You know, show up, beat you, and then leave. You know, <laughs> you know like old times. <laughs> Please, yeah. <laughs> <Get out of laughs> oh man. Also on the state of play, they showed uh, PlayStation is getting Tunic. Uh, it's coming out for PS4, PS5 on September 27th. On here, uh, there was an indie game uh, that was previous on a previous state of play called Season A Letter to the Future, which looked kind of cool. Very interesting uh, art style on there. Uh, Des, any thoughts on Season? Uh, so season is, they mentioned that before and season is not a new game. So that's why I don't know why people were like, oh, you know, seasons. So yeah, it's it, the whole premise. If I remember correctly, is you play a woman who is going around and taking pictures because the world is about to end. <laughs> yeah. So that's like the premise of the game. And so, um, I, I think the game looks great. I don't know if I'm going to be into uh, just riding around, taking pictures and collecting stories while the world's getting ready to die. That seems a bit morbid to me, but uh, okay. Uh, but it looks if the world ends, who's going to find this ledger that she's leaving? Ex exactly. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, that, Kev, that, I have no idea what's going on with this game. Like, I'm just like okay like the world literally is going to end you know and you're just running around taking pictures and collecting stuff okay okay you, you, sure. you could record actually record and play back anything you hear you're keeping a notebook um on there uh, and then you're coming together with me in your journal on there and then there's a lot of mystery to it uh, yeah, there are some dual sense features to the game so when you're riding your bike you do feel the like the bike the bumpy tires yes when you're cycling on there and like uh, that's and nice and all but i just yeah i just don't know if this is like i i, I mean i don't know like I, I know all games are different and i think that it's great that we have different types of game games that that deal with different types of experiences so i'm all for that i just don't know if this one is for me just given the the way that it is, uh, the the gameplay loop of what you're doing, like I, I just don't know if I'm in, yeah. if I'm in for that right now is all. Yeah, I like and the I'm, look. Of, I like the yeah. look of it, but uh, we'll. I'm just gonna take a wait and see attitude on it. Yeah, it just seems very very sad. And and yeah. I'm sorry if if these people must not know that the world is ending. No, no, they do. The, be, uh, oh, they do. 
Well, they do. From well, this they is definitely because you would see the worst in humanity. I'm sorry. No, this poor this woman is... probably wouldn't make it out of her garage riding no, her, her is... riding her bike. <laughs> no, this is literally her. This is literally her driving around, riding around on her bike, talking to people about no. about their their life and recording stuff because the world is going to end. Yeah, you would see the absolute worst of humanity if that was the case in this game. Yeah. Uh, this They have a highly idealistic viewpoint of humanity. Uh, yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I, it's great that they're making games like this. I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Dez. I don't know if I want to play a game where I'm just riding a bike and just taking pictures of stuff and recording folks' conversations. Uh but yeah, I this has a this is looking at humanity through some of the biggest rose rimmed glasses, mm-hmm. <laughs> much bigger than the glasses the protagonist has on her head. Yeah, yeah this, this is. Yeah, I had to. This do the is same thing. you would this this would know. be. This would be like closer to Diablo in gameplay if there was really going to be, if it was really about the end of the world, yeah. Or people are just running around, just beating the crap out of each other with with baseball bats and using up all their their ammo that they saved up for the for the for the insurrection and and all this other. It it would not be this peaceful. I'm sorry. But I appreciate games like this exist. Obviously, yeah, it's not our current modern society, you know, because if it is, it's yes. never been our society. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I think it's cute, you know, more power to them, but I don't know. I, I just don't think maybe if it's like super, super, um, uh, discounted or something, I might try it, but at this point, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm usually um, up for, I'm usually up for games like this, you know, but it's just, I just don't feel like I, I need to, you know, well, maybe, maybe they'll bust out a PlayStation Plus that. game trial or something on this. Yeah, if it's like a game trial, I'll try that, but again, yeah. it's just this kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, speaking of Fire Brimstone, the, they ended the state of play with a new trailer for Final Fantasy 16. So, oh, um, what they showed is a lot of the uh, summons, a cast of summons on there, including Phoenix, Titan, Garuda, Shiva, Odin, Bahumit. But uh, it, it made it seem like they were fighting each other. So I think in this one they play a much larger role in the in the storyline of this game. Because like very in my opinion, I don't think these summons have gotten so much screen time except for uh fourteen because they're an integral part of like being the primordials, they're an integral part of the story. But for this one, it made me it made it seem like there are people who have a connection to these summons and like that kid is a Phoenix who is a summons themselves. And I thinking that one guy is trying to kill all the people who can summon these, these, these creatures or these monsters or these larger than life type people is what it seems like to me. Like I'm, I could be definitely just reading into it or whatever, but as I was watching it, I'm like, they're giving a lot of play to the to the summons. 
So I, 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 I don't know what's going on, but um, I was just like, this looks crazy. Yeah, yeah. it definitely looks like you can control the uh, summons, which they're called uh, icons. E-I-K-O-N-O-S. I'm not sure if I'm announcing that properly, but uh, um, it definitely looks bananas on here. So they, uh, there's a PlayStation blog post talking about the uh, Titan and Garuda on here and um, talking a little bit more about the plot of the game and so on and so forth. On there showing some landscapes as well on there. The combat definitely looked action focused enough where I know that there is a resetera thread talking like, you know, I want a turn based Final Fantasy, but you're not getting no. a turn-based Final Fantasy. This is not no, turn based anymore. This ain't turn based. No. And this I, for one, am very happy about that. I know there are purists that really like the turn based and the menus. After playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, I never want to play another turn purely turn-based rpg like that like again i just don't want that, to do it huh? that's no i just don't want to deal with it because that is to me seven remake is kind of like the final like the the what the, the the distillation the refinement of what they were trying to do with 15 and maybe 15 missed missed its mark on a few places like having to refill your action gauge by shooting your sword up and hanging on hanging on the side of a wall like a nimrod while your friends are down there fighting <laughs> you know do mm. having to do silly things like that seven remake solved all those problems that really took you out of the action now you still had your menus you still could go in and select your spells, but it was always everybody was always in a steady flow of movement, even when it was slowed down so you can make your selections and, and, and you could play the game just like that if you wanted to. But I never want to go back to turn based in, in, in a game like this, like ever after playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Never ever. Yeah. The only exception would probably be Persona because I, although I would love <laughs> for Persona to just the series to do something like this, or uh, uh, I I understand that 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 probably will never happen. So I'm okay with that because the writing in those that game, in those games is so good. But yeah, for like for like this Final Fantasy, yeah, if they. St- I'm all about that. And this this cool. trailer looked absolutely amazing. I I don't know. Like I I know people were calling it uh what is it? Final Final Fantasy May Cry or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, you know, this is yep. what we're doing. Okay. I, I can see what we're doing. I can see what's happening. You know, let's 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 make it work. Let's move forward. Um okay. Mm, you know, like, I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, they, it's like y'all. They they turned my Yakuza into a turn-based game. It's like <laughs> the least they can do is this. The least they can do is give me Final Fantasy <laughs> as an action RPG. I just don't. I, I you know, I think people were. Uh, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong too, but I guess people were complaining that it's that about they not he him not having um any. Uh, it doesn't look like there's any. Um, 
companions either. It's just it's just the main guy doing all the fighting as well. But but I for one have no idea what's going to happen with the game. I think it's too early to tell. It does look really good. Um, I I think the story is going to be interesting. I'm really intrigued by the story because I really have always liked the summons, and I think that if they are putting a lot of emphasis onto the summon summons and they are a part of it, either they are an aspect of someone, like they're tied to someone, and then they have to he has to do something about them, or or something has to do with them, and we get these giant set pieces of them fighting each other. And it's just, and it becomes this sort of like larger than life type of, um, it's larger than life type of uh, uh, experience. Then I think I might have to try this as well because I haven't really played a, a Final Fantasy game in a very long time, at least at least a completion in a very long time. And and even this was kind of looking like this sort of like pseudo uh dragon's dogma meets final fantasy meets uh devil may cry sort of action rpg sort of style um i think i'm cool with it and i have to agree with kevin that yeah this might be this might be just what the franchise needs to kind of keep it going um i do think that there is a way for both a turn-based and an action rpg version of final fantasy to to exist um I think that it's time for possibly to start a secondary Final Fantasy type of thing in which we can have both. I think Square Enix, by th- by selling off a lot of stuff, you know, and really doubling down on on on, in my opinion, doubling down on their franchises that sell money, uh, it would only make sense for them to bring out another type of Final Fantasy to kind of bridge the gap and kind of get everybody. Uh, on board whether it's action rpg strategy because we because i remember back in the day you used to have all different types of final fantasy games um uh except for except for um action rpg uh action rpg type final fantasy so i'd be down for for a final fantasy maybe even on nintendo that's just straight up you know like um turn-based or or even like a tactics type game like i think final fantasy even even this even though this is it's like 16th or was the 16th iteration i do think that it's still like the story is still there like it's not a dead franchise by any any uh stretch of the imagination so i feel that they're they could definitely have more or do more with it um so yeah i'm definitely like i'm pumped, I'm, I'm getting more pumped about it after that after that and i haven't been pumped about final fantasy in a very long time so i'm like well, okay one thing it it brings forth all the quality uh, that Final Fantasy XIV has brought to the table, just in a single player game, and I think that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, because the producer is the same guy that produces Final Fantasy XIV, mm-hmm. uh, the director of the game uh, directed and was developed development supervisor for both uh, Final Fantasy XIV, Stormblood, Shadowbringers, and Inwalker. On here, uh, the director of Final Fantasy 16 also directed and The Last Remnant, if you remember that game from wow, uh, tw- 2008. So that he has that. That's another his... gem, y'all should check out. <laughs> yeah, that actually got remastered on uh, PS4 yep. and Xbox One uh, on there, but it was a little bit forward thinking at the time on yep. there. But he directed that game as well. So that's why I'm excited. It's like you're finally letting these people who are who have a track record of doing really like like very good 
you know, distilled down understanding what they're trying to do. Like the, the, the I, I feel that they're very uh, cognizant of, 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 of the experience that they want the player to have, you know, it, and I think that's what's one of the things that makes me kind of night because like when you have like all these people that are trying to, and this is, this is I'm going to, okay, I'm going to firmly put the, 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 the soapbox down. I'm going to step onto the soapbox. Okay. So when you have people who are just trying to like shove, shove another battle Royale down your throat or another iteration of something that we've already had down your throat, um, it gets boring. And so, so I'm excited you know, I'm going to step off my soapbox. I get excited for this game because of the pedigree that Preach. it has and the name that it has. So, like, I'm I'm getting really I'm getting really like, OK, you know, let's do this. Let's 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 see what you can do. So it can't come out soon enough. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. And that's great that, uh, you know, you're going to release for PlayStation 5. It'll be out in summer of next year, according to the date. Let's hope it doesn't get pushed back. If it does, it does. And we'll see what I'm happens. I'd rather it be pushed back and come out good than than not pushed back and come out sloppy. Um, so I'm totally fine with that. Uh, one thing I was sad, I know I know we're at the end of this segment, but at the end of this this talk, one thing I was sad, but I really wish they would have said something about or Forspoken or or a couple of other games that are coming down the pike that hasn't that haven't um, we haven't heard anything from in a, in a while. So I'm glad that we got some new stuff. But uh, that's the part of it. Like, part of me is very happy that it was only 30 minutes and they got in, they got out. There literally wasn't any, like, there was, like, maybe one or two actual people in it. And the rest was, like, you know, some someone talking and explaining the stuff to you and getting you in, which I thought was fantastic. But at the same time, I really wish it was just a little bit longer. Like, 30 minutes was, was good, but 45, maybe even an hour would have been just the perfect spot. Not super long, but just like maybe about an hour just to show just a little bit of what's going on uh, would have been good. But but again, for what it was, I think this was a really good uh, state of play. Solid, solid eight, in my opinion. Solid eight. Yeah, if you want to go back for Spoken was shown at the last state of play when they announced the uh, pushback on the release date. Right now it's going to be out to about, uh, October 11th. Yep. But I wish they would have got an update about it. You know, just yeah. a little update would have been nice. But again, I, I'm not terribly worried about it because it's coming out this, this year. So I'm good. All right, good deal. So that was the state of play. Definitely we broke it down and broke it down quite proficiently so uh, definitely let us know your thoughts and we'll discuss it in our next main event uh, on there and we'll kind of see what you guys feel about it so but there was other news i want to discuss i'll kind of go over these a little bit briefly on there and then we'll how long of running pretty long right now still no we're, we're 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 plugging along just keep on going let's go all right all right you know one game that got a little bit blown out a bit and um i wasn't really cognizant of it we were kind of making fun of the uh legendary pokemons that were shown on here but uh, there was a uh, focus on pokemon scarlet and pokemon violet that was shown on here and uh, there was a, a trailer showing a lot of interesting details on it so one thing that kind of got my eyebrow up about it is that it is going to be an open world game but that you are going to be able to freely explore the entire map and there's no order dictated by the story on there you could go ahead and and, and explore at your leisure the entirety of the world and 
you could actually play multiplayer with up to four players. Oh, um, oh, you damn it. Damn yeah. you. Damn and along you. with series staples, such as trading and battling Pokemon, you will be able to explore the various locations of the region in these games with other players. You could discover new Pokemon and explore unfamiliar areas with your friends and family, opening the door to the adventure on that. So, yeah, you can explore this open world Pokemon together in a uh, instance on there and you can do it together. Damn you, so, Pokemon. So, yeah, because, you know, when me and Des first, you know, this week, I saw the trailer drop and basically I didn't watch the trailer. I just saw people making fun of the <laughs> two legendary, the Corridon and Mirladon on there. And uh, Mirladon straight up, if you look at uh, one still shot, looks like just a giant flying dragon penis, basically. <laughs> so. They're really running out of a. Uh of uh of designs i think so uh yay. yeah but after, really, after... so the cordon is the the red blue and pink and white yeah the... yeah i i don't no. really have a problem and i'm not a pokemon pokemon fan at all i don't really see the the hate where these designs are coming from uh, am i missing something no, it's not the hate. It's just it just looks like a giant. It's very phallic looking, and so people yeah, are just like people online really? just going going on. Yeah, they're just like, what the hell is this going on? Ah, you know. So it's just like okay. I'm not seeing that. I, I, I'm not seeing it. I, I'm honestly not. I'm not seeing it in either one of them. It, it just looks like a bipedal dragon with with mm -hmm. like peacock feathers on his head. Okay, well let me go ahead, Kevin. What I'll do. unless you've seen another picture. <laughs> well, we'll now, now this is like straight up art. Um, this isn't in-game. Oh act. yeah, no, no. What you're looking like at art. in the article that we're going over on the outline is uh, all good on here. There is a still shot that was done online <laughs> that yeah that don't look too well. Yeah, it looks pretty funny. If, if you look at funny. it, it looks pretty funny. And like, and like the 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 the, the that weird Pikachu. The gif where he's all like with the big eyes and the, yeah it's it's just silly I mean, people people want to see what they want to see you know and that's i just got i just have to leave it at that people want to see what they want to see just leave it at that <laughs> yeah someone had a still shot I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to you via your phone right now and i'm gonna get your live reaction how about that kid so, it's <laughs> it's just I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad. I think people I don't think just, it's that bad. Just yeah, it's just this one still and this one <laughs> you're sending out if you look at it. <laughs> I mean you look at it and you're just kinda like, okay. Oh yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> that, that that is a bad action shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. that's a bad yeah. Yeah. If, okay. if you're if you're looking at a frame by frame, obviously it probably animates quite well. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah okay. I'm sure it doesn't okay. look like that. You know? yeah. yeah, but that one still shot. Yeah, that one definitely. still is not doing this character any favors. Yeah, it it looks, is at all. It looks like a big giant purple dong is what it looks like. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. a family show. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I see what you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, but you know, not the our, best our, design. Our, but... our bad impressions from Twitter, you know, obviously Twitter acting mm. fool has obviously been 
misspoken because uh, knowing that I could play this game online with others and explore the uh, regions of this particular title uh, with my friends is just sounds pretty badass in execution. We'll have to see how it actually comes in the mix, but uh, it looks like a game that was going to be a pass for me and Des might be a day one confirmed, possibly. I'm assuming. Oh, no, I'm buying it day one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now that I know that I can play it with you and it's not like couch co op and it's an actual open world and you can literally just kind of run around and do what you want, just, just makes it that much like better for me. You know, I just really hope that it, it comes off uh, as a bit more refined, uh, a bit more refined version of Arceus, then I will definitely. Um, I'll definitely be there and I will take, I, I will, I, yeah, like, yes. Yeah, it, it looks like there's some other new Pokemon that were shown. Uh, there's this uh, one that looks kind of like a squirrel called Pommy. It looks like a cross between a squirrel and a cat. Lechonk is an adorable pig creature on there. So, and Smoliv basically looks like a uh, uh, grass type olive looking <laughs> grass character. Sure. On here, so Just making see. me hungry. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, Palmy is actually a, a mouse Pokemon. And it kind of looks like Pikachu a bit. So sure. You know, so let's see. Sure. But <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'll be all there for it. So also news this week, um, new Evercade kind of dropped that they're releasing a new handheld console. They're phasing out their previous uh, handheld console. The um, one that came out a few years ago. So they are bringing out the Evercade EXP on here. So this white Evercade EXP will feature a faster processor on par with its home console equivalent, the Evercade Versus, as well as a higher resolution screen built in Wi-Fi and a new pair of triggers. It also is going to support Tate mode. So you could uh, basically play the handheld both in horizontal and vertical mode on there so and the screen has been designed for this and it includes extra buttons to accommodate you playing in tate mode on here um, they did also announce some new cartridges for the system so the evercade exp will come with the irm arcade one six game collection in the box which is going to include r type in the hunt Moon Patrol, 10-Yard Fight, and more on there. I think In the Hunt was a game that you really uh, liked, Kevin, right? Back in I the did. Day? I yeah. did. And I know Moon Patrol's up there. Still have with... my I In the Hunt plushie when I had my Saturn version, which I no yep. longer have. Make me cry. Thanks, yeah, Joe. so <laughs> I don't mean to make you cry, but it, it might be crying tears of joy because this Evercade EXP is coming with the IRM Arcade 1 pack, which you can use with your Evercade Versus. What? I... But I gotta oh. buy the Evercade EXP. I hope that they sell that game separately. Uh, I think they are planning on selling it okay. separately. It's just the pack in and the box on there. So, on there. So yeah, uh, definitely looking at it's releasing um, this winter. Uh, pre-orders are going to open in September. It's retailing for one forty nine ninety nine on there, and uh, well, that's a Definitely take a look at it. I'm definitely interested just by looking at that because of the fact that you can use, you know, the Evercade cartridges in this from the previous handheld and with the Evercade Versus on there. So, and so there's definitely something to keep in mind. Is this, I know you don't play handheld and I'm pretty sure you've 
satisfied with the versus, but is this something you might double dip on, Kev, or check out? I don't think so, for the reasons you you already stated. I'm perfectly happy with my uh, Evercade set-top console. And, I mean, I'm... How can Blaze Entertainment put out not one, but two consoles in a year, okay? And Mattel, no, well, it's not with Mattel, but uh, uh, our friends at Amico can't even get one out. Because they're grift. They're <laughs> grifting. Yep. They're grifting it up. Yep. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just make as as an an Intellivision super fan. It just it just ugh, just makes me nauseous uh, thinking about the 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 shit show that Tommy and company have turned turned that into. It is oh my gosh, two consoles in one year, two, but from from Blaze Entertainment. And the I don't know, I'm speaking specifically about the the set top box that i have and this one coming up coming up uh, supposedly in september games all ready to go not amico no we can't do that we're 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 pulling assets from established games and not in you know and just using freeware freaking markups in our videos is this uh anyway i don't i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole but anyway it just it just makes me just makes me a little bit nauseous when I think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I did take a look too. There is um, some new uh, Evercade cartridges coming out. In fact, uh, there is an Intellivision Collection 2 cartridge coming out uh, June 30th, Kev, that is going to include 12 games on there. It's including Auto Racing, Cloudy Mountain, Hover Force, Motocross, Mountain Madness Pro, Super Pro Skiing, Reversi, Sharp Shot. Stadium Mud Buggy, Star Strike, Super Pro Decathlon, Tower of Doom, and Vectron on there. So that's a good selection because they're not, it does not require, really require the keypad to play. I mean, they do, but just to make your selections and the way that they do, because I have the, the, the Intellivision one, the first one, and the way they make you do have you do the selection is a little bit cumbersome, but it works. But as long as you're not, it's not an integral part of the gameplay, then it's fine. Like you could not play uh, discs of Tron with Evercade; it, it just would not work. Mm. Uh, but games like what they're doing now, uh, like Star Strike and uh, some of the other game, the other games that were mentioned, yeah, perfectly fine. You don't need the keypad for that. So that's yeah. yeah, I'm taking a look. There's some new pre-orders for some Evercade carts, so definitely something to take a look at and kind of go from there. And I know we haven't talked about it in a minute, but uh, enjoyed what you've used so far. Maybe I'll have to check it out at your house, Kev. So. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. There you go. All right, and then last but not least, the last news story before we head on out. Um, there was a focus on Warhammer. So Warhammer had its own game showcase on here, including three new games that were announced on here. So uh, there is a CRPG Warhammer 40K Rogue Trader that got announced on there. So this is uh, being made by Alcat Games, who have a long history making the Pathfinder CRPGs. So players will take the role of the latest explorer in the Dynasty of Privateers, 
heading out to uncharted worlds looking for treasure in the name of the emperor and shooting a bunch of aliens in the process on there so there's also and this is uh going after your dollar des uh they are bringing out war a digital card game warhammer 40k warp forge on here and uh that Not my is, money your money they want your money and your attention on there so yeah um uh, as far as warp forge yeah they are bringing up uh, a title that should bring out that ccg business on there for you i wish i had more details this uh article didn't go more in details i do apologize so but uh is this something you think you'd be digging into as far as a uh ccg based in the warhammer uh 40k world uh yeah i definitely take a look at it i mean i they the system is a little a little uh aggressive for me <laughs> by that i mean it's a little bit like you know ah death and gloom and um, it, is, it is free to play by the way so oh then no then no i will not be checking it out if it's free to play no sorry. it is a uh I can't I can't do free to play. I'm sorry. I just I just I just I've I have messed around with free to play way too too many um too many times and it's just I just I just can't, you know. So um but I will definitely look into it and see if it is fun uh, if it looks fun or not. I mean, the thing with free to play games is it's you can basically try anything you know and if you like it great if you don't you just let it go and then you're kind of okay but but um but for the most part i'm just going to probably just let it go and also announced uh they announced warhammer 40k bolt gun which is basically a uh straight up like uh 90s inspired doom or quake game in the warhammer universe so that looks all crazy that's coming out uh, 2023 it's going to come out for pc ps5 ps4 xbox series x and s xbox one and switch on there so so definitely looks cool because you know i think you know doom and its sort probably took some inspiration from warhammer to begin with at least on that also warhammer 40k shooters blood and teeth which is a 2D action platformer is getting a release date. October 20th is the release date for that, which, you know, if you want a platformer in the uh, Warhammer 40K universe, you got it on there. Uh, Also, too, if you just had enough, they showed a new trailer for Warhammer 40K uh, Space Marine 2. Yeah! any impressions on that, Kev? Did you um, see a little bit more? That's of it? day one. That's gonna be day one. I love because I don't know anything about Warhammer, the franchise, the story. All I know is that I'm shooting a whole bunch of uh, space trolls in the face. Um, that that is my knowledge base of the Warhammer universe, and I absolutely adore Space Marine absolutely adore space marine it is bloody for the just for the sake of being bloody <laughs> there's there's no reason for it to be that best bloody as it is well maybe it is because apparently 40k is it's a very just bloody a game very bloody universe so I, I take that back it seems to be that that is the reason for it for the 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 troll giblets uh running akimbo on the screen so i'm i'm gonna be there day one 
for Warhammer for Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2. Absolutely. Yeah, it is also, a, it is a it is a very bloody game, yes. Also, they've shown some uh, new footage. Uh, I guess they have the uh, roadmap for the next six months of Warhammer 40K Battle Sector, which is a game that is currently on Games Pass on there. They're including a new faction, the Sisters of Battle, which will be out in autumn on there. They also have a horde mode called Demonic Incursion plan on there. So we'll take a look at that. And uh, have you checked Battle Sector out at all, Des? I wasn't sure if you checked this out yet or not. So I have not, no. Yeah, and then Warhammer Vermintide 2 is getting an expansion they announced, which is going to be launching for free on June 14th on there. It's called the Bellacore expansion on there. So this update will add a new level, the Temple of Shadows, and a new enemy type, the Shadow Champions on there. Um, and that's a game probably we need to get back to. I know we dabbled in a bit. It's something, is that a game we'd like to go back to, Des? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the game when we play it. And I think that it's definitely due for a um, a uh, uh, a replay. Yeah, and then also shown there was a new trailer for Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which is the co-op action game. It's coming out on September 13th. On there, that was the same one that is developed by the same people that did Vermintide 2. That is coming out day and date on Games Pass as well. On there, uh, that a lot of people are excited for on that a lot of warhammer so if you want your warhammer business guess what you'll get your warhammer business i also know they announced a um, warhammer 40k martyr which was a diablo like uh game is getting a next gen upgrade as well which will be coming out uh, by the end of this year as well so you guys interested in that particular one uh i can't say no uh, because I, I mean, I actually like the the, the fantasy stuff uh, uh, a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, in fact, I I own Martyr for the PS4, so I'm kind of curious if they're going to hook up with a uh, you know PS5 version for free on that. Do you own that game too, Desmond? I thought you maybe have tried it before. I yeah. do. I do own it. And we played it for just, I think we played for like a maybe a, a evening. I don't know if we yep. even like played it together. Minute. We played it for like a hot minute and then. I still have it. So, yeah. yeah so do I. And maybe I'll have to go it. back. Go back to try it, it again. Like, I'm definitely, definitely down to try it again. Is that something you might be interested in checking out too, uh, Kevin? It's action yeah. RPG, so. Maybe. Maybe. Um,. It's definitely the, the Diablo a, style kind of is kind of hit and miss with me. Yeah, so I can understand that. I'd I'd maybe that that's really I'd have to. I'd I'd just have to play it, either take a chance and buy it if it's on sale or super cheap somewhere or on the store. Um, yeah, that game was done by the developers of Van Helsing games. So if you like the Van Helsing games, I don't know if you've ever tried those. I games, think so. I, I think I tried it. I. I found the combat to be more shallow than Diablo, and yeah. I did not enjoy that very much. Mm. All right. Well, that's all the news I have this episode. Tons of news. So there you go. All well, it's been a while. So. Know. It's been a while. Copyright strike on this podcast. <laughs> Copyright strike. 
if you hung out this long, you get some bonuses like us singing and killing your ears while you listen. <laughs> yeah, you're oh, God. Uh, game night update. Um, I'll I'll just go ahead and mention it since you've done you've done give you a chance to rest your vocals there, Jabroni. Uh, our game nights are Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, that is 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Can join uh, join our Discord voice chat for our game night every Thursday. Uh, we make we do our best to try at least have at least one of us from the show to be on. And lately we've been been pretty good. I'm I'm the I'm uh, Captain Tardy. Because uh, I always show up rather late, but yeah, busy guy though. Uh, but we do make an effort to at least have somebody there uh, when we when we kick things off at six p.m., nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we the sole per the main reason is because we want to play games with those who enjoy our podcast content and interact with those uh, with our listeners. So. If you have a game that you'd like to suggest, uh, in fact, I recently posted a poll up on Twitter, uh, which I will get to our social media accounts in a little bit. Uh, if you've got a game that you want to play, and just just throw it, toss it up in the Discord, and uh, we will make it. We will it. It will make an effort, and when I say effort, we'll just go out and buy the game uh, to play with with our listeners so uh, that is the purpose of game nights that is the purpose for the community for and not just with us but for other members of our community you never know who you what uh online friend you're going to make just because of your love for the same type of game or the same game whatever the case may be so that is our game night update for thursday which brings us to the last section of our show contact you can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com that's the email you want to use if you've heard something you want to respond to or if you yourself would like to be on the show and get your opinions on the wonderful world of gaming out to our listeners you're going to want to send that feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com we are also on twitter at gamingvessels that's g-a-m-i-n-g-v-e-s-s-e-l-s on our Twitter page, you're going to find a link to our Discord server. Highly encourage you all to join that. If you uh, find the silliness that we do in our podcast entertaining in any way at all, uh, join our Discord server. We have uh, a lot of folks discussing gaming. We post news on our news line every day to keep folks up to date on what's going on in the industry. And it's just a great place to discuss gaming. We're not an echo chamber. There are varied opinions, uh, varied ideas on different things, different aspects of gaming. But everybody treats everybody very civilly. Uh, This is not a dumpster fire like so many other social media platforms have turned into, unfortunately, even when discussing something that's supposed to be fun like video games uh you will not find any of that ridiculousness there but you will find some cool people to talk about games in and be able to play with uh on our discord server so highly encourage you all to check that out uh individually we have our uh oh before i go into our individual social media accounts special shout out uh 
to John BT, who participated in our main event. Uh, thank you, sir. And like I always say, without the, without you all who listen to our show, interact with us on our Discord, and respond to our main event questions, we're just three old dudes uh, yapping into the internet ether. So special shout out to you, and uh, also for everyone who to- who takes part in our Discord conversations there. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PSN, I am Shonuff7, same spelling with number 7 at the end. Xbox, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally. And my switch friend code is 76582155-3309. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? All righty. Y'all can find me at Twitter on the Nemo 6 That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. And you can find me also on... Um, Sorry, on PSN, Steam, Xbox Live, at Nemo Tigger. That's N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And you can find me on Nintendo with my friend code uh, 5280-6674-4519. Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? You can find me on the World Wide Web. Oh, Lord. On Twitter. <laughs> under the handle Jabrosian. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh God! There we go. <sighs> no, I'm sorry, Grandpa. It's just I forget you. You you only think about it as the World Wide Web. Thank God you're not scared of spiders. Web will scare you. I'm, I'm gonna take an AOL disc and throw it at your head, Buster. <laughs> so yeah, World Wide Web. You could reach me on Twitter, the Twitter.com. Under the handle Jabronichi, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. I am also on PSN and Steam under that same user handle. On the Xbox platform at xbox.com, you can reach me at JabroniChief374 at the end because there's 373 other Jabroni Chiefs in this world. Don't get me confused with them, okay? And... There will Nintendo. be consequences if you do. Yes, because you know Desmond got me confused with Jabroni Chief uh, 420 and Man Oh Man. Yeah. You know, the, the the hilarity ensued. Mm-hmm. Believe you me on here, and then my Nintendo friend code. If I ever turn on the console again, which I will for uh, Monster <laughs> Hunter Sunbreak, Rise Sunbreak, and uh, uh, and uh, what is it, Mario Brothers Striker Strikers? Oh yeah, Strikers. Are we all getting Strikers? Did we agree? I'm getting it. All right. Okay. My Nintendo friend code is 47125931409. All right. So that's going to bring us to the end of the show. We'd like to thank you all for hanging in there with us. For Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, I'm Grandpa Action up in this business. <laughs> you said it that time, not me. Baby Grandpa. <laughs> Otherwise, no. 
Ask the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shonef71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. Saying that we will be back next week, episode 173 for your ears. Peace. Time to get your pudding. <laughs>